Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. A little later on, we'll chat with the boys and girls of Cher in studio. 51 years now, 51st anniversary. Um, and indeed, it all kicks off on Side later on today. And we'll chat with them in studio as we do every year. Big story that was breaking uh, last night. Uh, it kind of snuck into the news feeds and you, you kind of got a bit of a jolt, certainly when I saw it. A new variant coming out of uh, three, four different uh, African states down south, areas like Botswana and South Africa itself, uh, Namibia, Zimbabwe, Lesotho uh, and Swaziland and uh, six countries, six countries, six of those have gone on the COVID red list uh, from today and they're shutting down all flights in the UK. And, and the paper story makes the English Times, the only place I see it this morning is in the English Times, in print anyway, where they talk of uh, this new variant. Um, and they say that this variant could evade vaccines. I mean, it's awfully depressing and it's terribly disappointing to hear of this. They figure, because I was reading up on it last night, this variant, I won't even name it, it's got a number of new mutations uh, that are suggesting now that it could escape immunity or it could transmit faster and that uh, the vaccines as they are now wouldn't be able to hack it. And apparently they figure that it may have been developed down in an African country where it got into the body of a very, very sick person, like they're suggesting possibly somebody with untreated AIDS and that it mutated within that body and just did wreck in there and became a very powerful one. I know it's awfully depressing even talking about it like that, but there you have it nonetheless. So they need to contain that uh, and they really are restricting movement uh, out of uh, South African countries at the moment to see exactly um, you know, whether it, it actually has got out. And, you know, that's, that's a ticking time bomb, I suppose, if you, if you like. You just got to wait and see if it does get out. Um, papers also this morning talk here on, on in, in Ireland with regards to changes to children. Like, children pretty much have been grounded now for the, for the next two weeks. So they've been, been told lots of different things, like kids over nine should wear masks on public transport and masks in shops. And it'll also be necessary for pupils in primary schools from third class upwards uh, to wear masks, and they're also saying uh, that, um, you know, no, don't go to birthday parties, don't go to any kind of nativity plays, don't go to communions if they're happening, don't have sleepovers, don't have any indoor play dates uh, while the transmission continues to surge. So, headline on this morning's Independence says Neffet plan to ground children for a fortnight with five to 11 year olds also to be given the COVID jab. A lot to take on this morning for a parent or a kid. Uh, with regards to uh, the things that they will now need to do, almost like living in an adult's world, if you like, isn't it? And then, of course, good old Garth Brooks. Five Alive O is a headline making the mirror today. 400,000 tickets sold. First two concerts, then a third, and then they threw the kitchen sink at it and upped it to uh, to five gigs. A 60 million euro boost to the economy, they figure, and already I'm starting to see scalping prices uh, for tickets and indeed um, also, I suppose, more problematic is ridiculously high hotel prices. So Party on Garth is the story front page of the Star today and the Sun carry Garth Bucks. He will net millions for his five croaker gigs, but these guys don't work for free. There's a lot of bang to their buck when they do gigs and I suppose there's big costs as well, but the profits are massive. But at least people have something to look forward to. Um, papers also talk about our, uh, our, our constant housing crisis here and our politicians always have an opinion on it and Varadkar, Leo Varadkar rose in on it today in the Star but he says, we're building too many three-bedroom houses, we're not building enough one-bedroom homes. Um, there is such thing as a one-bedroom home? 
Usually that would have been called a flat or an apartment. Uh, but if you wondered how they were getting drugs into the country these days, all sorts of different ways. But thanks be to God we have sniffer dogs that are on the ball because they're trying to get drugs into the country now in Christmas selection boxes. It's a story that makes this morning's uh, examiner where a haul of cocaine worth more than 4 million euro and 3 million euro worth of heroin with a massive haul of cannabis, uh, as well as ketamine, the psychedelic drug. Um, a lot of the time they use that for parties or it's big in festivals and things like that. Uh, but apparently amongst the seizures uh, was uh, a lot of those drugs inside in uh, Christmas selection boxes. Um, the COVID uh, has been very good to RTE. I think this actually could be called an RTE bailout, to be quite honest with you. The taxpayer bailing out RTE. They've been patted on the back uh, for exercising great judgment and managing uh, to come through their deficit and turn their a precarious financial position around. <laughs> but then when you read the story, you see, they actually got a 200 million euro subsidy uh, from the government and they get it every year. So it's easy to turn around a deficit into a profit if the state is giving you 200 million euro a year. I believe on top of the license fee and I believe on top of their advertising and sponsorship. So it's easy for them. I thought it was very ironic that last year staff with an RTE were asked to vote as to whether they would take a COVID pay cut and they rejected uh, the COVID pay cut. And RTE said, OK, fine, well, we won't do that then. Who in the private sector will get away with something like that? So that really is a, um, a taxpayer's bailout. Apparently, they were able to charge an awful lot more for advertising because people were watching a lot more of your your prime times and your political shows on TV. So advertising rocketed and they were taking huge amounts of government advertising as well. Notwithstanding, uh, radio stations were as well, but they nobody bailing anybody else out except for RT. But tonight, everybody will be watching, of course, because you get the Lion King on tonight. Yeah, it's going to be the Lion King, or at least that's the theme of the toy show. Um, it's kind of a weird one, but, uh, you know, he hasn't put a foot wrong yet, Ryan Torberty, when it comes to the toy show. I don't expect that he will tonight either. So everybody, they keep on talking about kids looking forward to the toy show. Would you give me a break? There's 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40, 50, 70, 80-somethings looking forward to the toy show. For many, it's the official kickoff to Christmas. Uh, so I don't think it has anything to do with just the smallies. Toy show attracts everybody, and they absolutely love it there too. I hope that maybe, I might, probably won't get a chance, but Mick Mull next week may well do. Two neighbouring Cork families going head-to-head for a festive battle, according to the Echo today. The Murphys and the O'Mahonies. They've accepted the challenge to be Ireland's Christmas champions as part of a new two-part Christmas series called The Battle of the Christmas Lights. So I'll come back to that a little later on this morning. Uh, this apparently is uh, a Virgin Media One show. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on in that battle. And I want to say congratulations as well to Chrissy O'Donoghue from Lower Carrigadrohad near McCroom. She has been called and named the uh, Netwatch Cork Family Carer of the Year. Uh, and she should take a bow. And everybody loves her very much for the great work she's doing. Talking about the work that women do. The Mail this morning says that women struggle more than men with day-to-day tasks as they get older, um, in old age. And, and why do they struggle, struggle more in old age? Well, it's because their body has taken the physical toll of all of the housework they did when younger. Um, and uh, it's an interesting survey that makes the mail today where they studied how elderly adults coped with activities such as climbing the stairs or you know, lifting shopping or even cooking meals into their 70s, that they're paying the price of that age for a hard life. And uh, to make life easier or for people to live longer, 
or perhaps potentially a cure for cancer, they are now looking at the Galapagos, Galapagos giant tortoises because they figure there could be some secret in their genes that could save all of us and we could live longer. Like, I don't know whether you knew it or not, but these tortoises live to around 175 years of age. Now, it begs the question, who wants to live to 175? <laughs> well, you would really if you were in great health and you weren't in pain and you were never sick and you were going strong up to 175 and then you just went to bed one night and never woke up. Anyway, lines open, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 1850104106. One of the biggest responses I've seen in a long time, and I know I say this from time to time, but it's right up there, is yesterday's program with regards to the cold, freezing, drafty, windy conditions in schools. I mean, honest to God, if I was to read out every single text and email I'll be here till at 10 o'clock anyway so I will come back to them but I want to get calls on the air from those that experience it the most and they of course are the students themselves uh, Holly Carroll is a fifth year student attending a school in County Cork joins me by phone Holly good morning good morning Neil how are you I'm well girl I'm well now rather I will read the texts and the emails out but just tell me how difficult is it for you guys at the moment <laughs> It's very difficult, like, we're constantly shivering and we can't, like, it's difficult to write with our hands are freezing, like. Now, when you go into school in the morning, um, just talk me through what happens. Like, are you you're masked up? Are there temperature yeah, checks? Oh, you, you, don't, you, do, you don't do antigens or anything like that, I suppose, no? No, we go, I'm in school at 8 o'clock due to my bus or whatever, and I, mask, mask is on from 8 until 4, like, no break. Have you and got used to that at all? Oh, I have, but like sometimes now you, you would find it in the chest, like, you know what I mean? Having it on for that long. Like difficult to breathe, you find that you're short of breath kind of thing? Yeah, but not not all the time, like, you know, but the odd time you get the feeling in your chest, like, so we'd ask for a mask break, you know, the teachers to take us out. But due to the weather conditions, we don't really want to leave the classroom, like, so we're constantly in the classroom. God, I, 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 I don't know how you do it. I mean, I really I don't. All day long. It's the hardest thing. I find yeah. it very difficult to do. So when you go then into the school, now you'd have the, the mall area and the corridors and the classrooms. Is the heating on or off? Um, the heating would be on, but, like, do you know what I mean? The windows are all open, so you don't find the heat, like. It's pointless having it on, kind of thing. You don't, you don't get any benefit from it. No, not really. Like only at lunch times now, we'd go up by the corridor and stand at the radiator. Like we'd okay. be dying to the radiator. Like okay, okay. And you cling yourself onto it. Then is there a queue oh, for? Yeah. Is there a queue for the radiator? There is. Like there'd be loads of people trying to go up. Like, are you wearing uniform or civvies and casuals? Uh, we're wearing uniform. Okay, and are you allowed to layer up over the uniform? We have to wear our school coat. Okay. No other coat out. And are they padded and warm coats? No. They're thin, they're flimsy things, are they? Yeah, they're the ones, they like, they're uncomfortable and they're not warm. Okay. And have you said that to the teachers? Have you said that to the principal? Uh, yeah, we have, but they're saying, like, do you know what I mean? I can understand it's policy. We have to wear a uniform, like... Yeah, but it, but it's also but it's not policy to have the windows open. It's not policy to have people freezing. You change policies depending on the circumstances. So why won't yeah. they allow you to wear uh, big parkers or, or you know padded jackets? They let us bring um. They, there's like fleeces from done stores. We're allowed to wear under our coats, but like they're not warm either. Like you know, we're just constantly shivering no matter what. Like I wear a long sleeve top under my shirt or whatever, and I still feel feel the cold. Okay, okay. What about your hands? Can you write? Um, it's difficult enough, in fairness, to write like a, a time. 
Purple bag there. Purple like with the cold. They're what? Purple. Purple with the cold, yeah. And how do you warm them up? Do you rub them together? Like, or what do you do? I do rub them together, but they, they just they just don't warm up. Like, I have to wait till lunchtime to go to the radiator. Like, okay, I'll get to, I'll get to lunch in a moment. Can you concentrate? Um, at like at times I can't because I'm shivering so much. Like, would you be better at home learning? Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because we'd be in a warm environment, and you know what I mean. Okay. What are the teachers wearing? Um, coats down to their ankles. <laughs> Asher, that's awfully unfair to have to look at that, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Like, they, like some of them do find the cold, but the ones that don't, they're, like, layered up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we can't stare up then. So they're totally layered up, and you guys yeah. aren't. So there's no need... You said there's no need for this. No, there is no need for this. Like, I I just don't see why all the windows have to be open. Like That's ventilation. Do you have CO2 monitors in the classrooms? We do. Okay. We do. do they go red? Do they go off? Uh, they go orange to red sometimes, so then every single window and the door is open. Well, the door is constantly open, but every single window is open and it goes to orange or red. Okay. Do you have to leave the room when that happens? Uh, when it goes to red, we leave the room, yeah, and we go for a mask break and just let the room ventilate. Lunchtime. What do you normally do for lunch and a bit of food? Uh, we'd go up to the canteen or the lunches we brought and we'd just sit in the classrooms and eat them. So you're not put outdoors? No. That's something at least, isn't it? Some are put outdoors, particularly primary school kids. Incidentally, have you had any outbreaks in the class? Um, Not that I know of, no. So the policy, it may not be ideal, but it Mm -hmm. seems to be keeping you free of COVID, you know, with the ventilation and keeping the air moving, you know, breathing each other's air and the masks are helping. not just me, like, when people are coming home every day shivering and sniffling, like, that can't be good either. Okay, so they're going home sick then, coughs, sniffles, yeah. runny noses, because yeah, of the windows. Of windows about it. Running all day, like, under yeah. the mask, okay. know. Yeah. So, you say that it's not, it doesn't need to be this way. If, if you were running it, what would you yeah. do? What would you do? I would just let the children wear their own coat or a hoodie or something, just whatever it needs to keep them warm, like, so they can concentrate and, you know. I, I mean, it might sound silly, but do you wear gloves? I don't, because we're not allowed. They have to be schooled. Like, a hat has to be the school hat. The, the scarf has to be the school scarf. You can't put on a beanie? We, they have a school hat, but we have to buy it from the school, like. But why can't you put on gloves if your hands are purple? Even a light, yeah. even a light cotton glove, a woolen woolen glove, even. Well, I, I, I actually feel like they would be confiscated because that's what they say to us. If they're not wearing something that schools, they will get confiscated. Yeah, I, I just, I just think they could do better, you know. Um, yeah, I, my angle, it looks like we can't win anyway. Okay, here's one for you. I'm a fifth year student. I'm frozen to the bone every day. I go to school. I'm not a student mm-hmm. that causes trouble and I would like just to put my head down and get my work done for the upcoming exams. I find it really hard to do this while in a freezing cold prefab with no heating on and all the windows and doors open. This free prefab is outside the school. Today I went into school with a red winter jacket 
and was told to take it off as we're not allowed any other jacket except our school one. I think it's completely wrong that fifth year students are out in a prefab in this prefab in this day and age anyway, never mind in COVID-19 conditions. I feel very strongly about this matter. I understand 100% about classroom ventilation, but these past few days in the classroom have been extremely difficult and all I wish for is another lockdown so I can get home work in a warm environment. I know it sounds horrendous wishing for another lockdown, but if it means I'll be warm, I'll take it. That's from another fifth year student. What do you think of that? I, that is a very strong argument there. Like I, like being out in a prefab is just overdoing it now, I think, especially in this weather. Yeah, I know, I know. know, It it even sounds ridiculous. Are you in school today, Holly? Um, I will be after, yes. Okay, are you heading in there now? Uh, yeah, right. Good luck, girl. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. No problem. Cheers. Very much. All the best. Aaron Wolf is principal of Colossia Eamon Reach. I wonder he. I hope you get to hear at least some of what Holly had to say. Aaron, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. You're always great to come on. In fairness to you, did you hear Holly? I did, I did. And look, I said, come on, like, this is a difficult situation for schools to be in. It's a difficult subject. Um, and, you know, like schools are, we are all trying our best um, at the moment, but it's very difficult times in schools. And look, we admit it is freezing. It is absolutely freezing in the school. Um, but, like, it's just very, very, very difficult. We have to keep the windows open to ensure there's a flow of ventilation. Okay. If we didn't close them, I, if we didn't close the windows, the monitors will go off. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting that idea over the last two couple of days. The windows need to be open, and many are saying that the heating, uh, even when it's on, isn't having any impact. Uh, Holly was saying that there's a queue for the radiators at lunchtime. Um, tell me about it. Tell me now about uh, Kalosh to Eamon Reish. Is Your windows are open. Is the heating on? Yeah, we have the heating on in the morning, but the look, the, so the building kind of is warm when you arrive, but then the windows get open and the heat goes out the window. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is that why other schools, do you think, decided just to turn it all off? No, I'd say I'd say most schools are probably heating the schools in the morning, but you are, like, we, we could put it on in the afternoon and boost it, but the radiators are all under the windows. Okay. And the heat's going straight out. Okay. It makes no difference. Now. Yeah, it's literally, it's the, the radiator is clung to the window, so the window's open, yeah. Now, where are you then on, on school uniform and policy with regards to that? Yeah, well, we have a school uniform in the school, and our first and second years have a school jacket, and then the years above that can wear any other black jacket. So... It hasn't been a problem really for us so far. Um, students have been able, have worn the blue school jacket in first and second year, and we encourage them to layer underneath the uniforms. So like they're wearing vests and whatever you have. Um, you can wear gloves. We do have a school hat that you, you could have, but you could wear your own hat in class if you want. But they don't, hats haven't been a big thing to um, students haven't taken up wearing hats in classes. But we've been giving out free hats as well as part of one of our um, positive behaviour strategies. But um, look, it is just it's just really difficult. There is no perfect solution to this. So are you saying that first and second years wear a different jacket to they do, they the? Re- do. They, they wear a blue jacket. Are they warm jackets? Uh, I've had no complaints saying they're they're not warm. No one has come to me. And look, we have. But have you seen them? I mean, can you feel them? Are they, you know, are they a regatta type jacket, an alpine low type jacket? Jeez, I wouldn't be a fashion expert. Ah, Yeah, but these would be very padded. Yeah, no, no, they're not very padded. No, they're certainly not very padded. But I'm in a jacket here. My jacket in the school isn't padded either, and it's grand jacket. You know, it's not that. It's not that cold. but they've got the the the, the the wool jumper is worn. They've got their shirt underneath. They've got a vest there. We have a school tracksuit top that they could even wear over their jumper. So there are layers. 
uh, and you can keep the jacket on in class. Yeah, but could we've had no we've had no issues with people saying that the official school jacket is cold. And after second year, they can wear whatever kind of coat they want. It was only because the jacket has been phased in over time, so we didn't have a jacket for okay. third, fourth, fifth. So okay. but in the future, everyone will have a school but jacket. But should there not be a policy brought in force where kids in class can wear whatever they want as long as they're just one thing? Well, well the difficulty is, and I tell you why schools have school uniforms, is it puts some parents on tremendous pressure to buy brand jackets. You know, um, you have some very expensive jackets coming into the school and there's fierce pressure put on other students to buy that brand. I understand that, but you can get knockoffs of the brand jackets now for 30 and 40 euro and there's no difference. They know know a knockoff straight away. I mean, teenagers can spot a knockoff and, geez, the poor child coming in with a knockoff jacket would be... uh, Jesus, I wouldn't like to see that happening. Would they get a bit... Would they get a bit of grief over it? They would? They'd get get an awful slagging. You know, you see it yourself, these Canadian goose jackets, and if it's not an official one, there's a bit of slagging goes on. You know, that's grand slagging happens among teenagers I saw a 400 euro I saw a 400 euro jackety coat yesterday um, which had been 400 inside in BT and somebody selling it out of the back of a car for 40 (laughs) and I'll tell you something it's a damn fine warm jacket Well, you'll have to get yourself that. But um, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You want to be very smart to be able to spot it. It was. Is it Montclair? Montclair. Well, as I, Montclair. I, I would. I wouldn't know. Fact that I wouldn't know the different types of jackets. But teenagers are very cute, and they do. They do spot things, and it does right. put parents under pressure. And it's why we bought in a jacket in the first place because we surveyed parents, and parents wanted a uniform. They wanted not to be under the pressure of having to buy the brand items and keep up to date with the student next to them. That is a savage pressure for parents, a financial pressure. And that's why schools do use school uniforms, because it removes that. And and the consequence of that is kids are cold, though. Is that good enough? Yes, but I'd, I'd like... Well, I haven't, as principal of the school, I haven't had many people come to me actually say they're freezing in the class. Like, it is cold, but they are layered up. They are wearing their jackets. Um, they are out in the yard um, at lunchtime. Do you know... Um, they haven't come. We have a very proactive student uh, student council, and they would have come to us already and said, "You know, it is far too cold." Now the worry is, it's going to get colder. Um, we were all very worried last year about January, February, but luckily we were closed. But of course, we don't want schools to close. But that's the alternative. But then Holly says she'd be better off um, learning from home. And an email that I read out says that another fifth year is praying for a lockdown so she can go know, home and, and study at home and be warm. Uh, and aren't they very lucky that they come from warm homes with caring families? But you've got to understand there's some children that come from terrible families and terrible backgrounds and the lockdown cause huge problems for them. You're talking about students that live in abusive families um, where there's drug and alcohol addiction and when they're all stuck there, the school is the only safe place for those type of students. And I tell you, there's not a hope they would want to have a lockdown situation again. Because they come into school to get away from some terrible situations. Well, you put it in perspective. You certainly do. Yeah, I didn't think well, of it, it from that angle. But it is angle. fine to say that some people have lovely homes, you know. But there are some desperate stories out there where families have been totally wiped out. They've lost everything. Like our school sends out food parcels to some very middle class families who have been wiped out due to COVID. And so they, they, they're getting food parcels. They could hardly turn the heat up then, I suppose. You're right. Yeah. They, they have nothing. They have nothing. I mean, our school, we were giving out um, free SIM cards, you know, to, to allow them to go on the internet. 
some people have been totally wiped out and the financial burden on families it would break your heart when we this year we have a book loan scheme we have a book loan scheme every year and people have to apply to the book loan scheme um, and it would break your heart to read some of the comments from families now I'm talking very middle class families that have just lost everything so, you know businesses have gone under or people have been out of work it, it, it would break your heart to read it they can't afford books they can't afford and the stress and pressure in those homes the students are delighted to be out of them and coming up to Christmas and we find this every year it's a very very tough time for some students even more so this year as parents realise they cannot afford the Christmas that they want to give their children and that's putting anxious anxiety and stress on the parents for sure but also on the students when they see their mates then getting the brand new iPhones or the PlayStation 5s or dressed to nines in the best of clobber and they're well and this brings us back they don't to feel the they fit Someone in come in with this grand regatta jacket and they're envious of it and thinking well I can't afford that my family can't afford it. they're asking mum and dad mum and dad are embarrassed because they can't afford it so a school jacket serves that purpose of it cuts it out we're all equal here we all wear the same things and some families I mean you even have to buy the school jacket for them you know we have uniform schemes um, like the yeah. organisations like Feed Cork are yeah. sending out hampers to schools to feed these families how must um, they how much how must they feel then when they hear of all of this advertising and all of this pressure to buy at Christmas and Black Friday today and all of these discounts and buy this and buy that and you're saying they're getting food parcels Should it is awful I mean in our school we do we do um, a drive ourselves our staff bring in stuff just to give hampers we make up our own staff hampers to give out to families um, Phil Goodman who runs Young at Heart in Douglas she's she's doing fantastic work she's um, connected to an organisation again that sends free food and comes to us we're start we're um, starting to do the food cloud in our school so that you know the, the food that's going out of date in Duns or Aldi or Little or any of those um, we can go and get that food and we can make it up into food parcels or better yet we can use it in an after school cookery course and teach children how to cook the meal and they actually bring the meal home then and we're going to start running that uh, after Christmas with primary schools bringing primary school students up on the Wednesday afternoon when we're all gone home and you know for some of them that activity is feeding that child and feeding that family when they go home like honestly it would break your heart to go around to some of the houses in Cork City and see the condition that families by no fault of their own are living it. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked that you're you have a policy, a program in place now where you go and get the food that's running out of date in supermarkets and yeah, bring them to the school. I mean, pack and, them, it, and it's it, it's give them to Cork families needed. And when we were close, you know, wh- why? Uh, like, why is it? Why is it needed? Like, it shouldn't be this well, people way. Have, people have wiped have been wiped out. Like, I, I know some of the, again, I keep mentioning very middle class families, but they, you know, they, they all had good jobs, but they've just, they've, they've lost their jobs now, and now they're struggling to pay mortgages. It is horrendous. The stories on the ground, and schools, and, and I, I've mentioned this to you before when I've been on about teacher bashing. Teachers do a tremendous job because people don't realise it's far much more than just studying for the leaving cert. We deal with huge social and emotional problems yeah. with young people. Yeah. And the teacher can be that one good adult that they can come in and say, it's just awful at home. And do students confide with their teacher? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we're very lucky in this school. We have a tutor system. So you meet your tutor every single day for 10 minutes. And again, it would break your heart to hear some of the stories. 
and some but, of them are but, well out of our control. Yeah, and, the, and so in that sense, you're almost helpless, are you? We are. Like when I started this school, I was told that teaching in this school is addictive because you get so invested in the lives of the young people. And we really do. And like I, we were, um, there's a member of staff in this school who paid the one student's tuition fees to go to university. Amazing. You know? That's amazing. Uh, like, uh, and, and teachers across the country, in every school, you will find teachers that bring in stuff from home or when they're buying shoes for their own children, they'll bring in a pair of shoes for someone else in the school it's student yeah, but, it's, every school. but it's the state should be helping them more then isn't it it shouldn't be food well, drives and buying college places and you know well look to, to defend the department of education maybe in the department of social protection we have a school meals scheme in the school and it's fantastic our students all get a, every student in the school gets a hot meal at uh, one o'clock in the morning they get a croissant they get fruit and they get water and when lockdown happened the department said let's carry on with the funding and deliver hampers to the houses and we have O'Cruley's our food supplier and O'Cruley's were fantastic you should see the hampers that were sent out but we had 30 families that were getting these hampers and they were wiped out they would have had no food so everybody gets a hot lunch is it? Every every student gets a hot lunch in the school. And, and for some of them, that could be the only hot lunch or hot food they'd have in the day, is it? Almost definitely. Most definitely. And our, uh, the, 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 the girls down in our canteen, Audrey, they, they, they would often know the students that then they might give them two lunches or say, come back at the end and you could take one home with you. And they do? They do, of course. That's Nothing heartbreaking, that's man. That is heartbreaking. I tell you, like, teaching... I have to say, like, teaching is a vocation. And the, the stories that teachers um, are open to and have to deal with, it, it's, it's a very tough job. And it's very hard to, to walk out of the, the gate and forget it. Because we're all going back to our lovely houses. And we know, geez, what's going to happen to him tonight? Or what's going to happen to her? It is awful. It is awful. All right. Um, but it, like in, in the past, maybe when you were born into you were born into it by no fault of your own, you were just born into that family. But now they're falling into losing. It. They're falling into it because families are wiped out. Okay. And okay. look, I know it's very easy for us all to be giving out about schools and school jackets. What we, what parents, everyone in the country, and students even need to realise, schools are doing so much behind the scenes. It's far, it'll be far bigger problems than the cold buildings. We have huge problems. That Social problems on a daily that you're dealing basis. with. Social problems. Yeah. And like, it, it, indescribable the work that teachers do outside of teaching and learning. Well, okay, well, Even, listen. You know, well well said on all of that, because it's important to get the other perspective and an element of balance. We cover an awful lot more ground than windows open, but um, thanks, uh, we're lucky to have you. Thanks, Aaron, for yeah, taking just, the call. Just one more thing, Neil, just to say, just like, and even think of the teachers that are giving up their free time to do extracurricular activities, you know? We're all freezing in the building, but teachers are still in after school. We go out on the pitch and kids are out there playing matches and it's brilliant it's great to see a bit of normality returning to school. okay my man listen thank you as always for great coming job. on appreciate it as always Aaron Wolf, principal of Colossi to Eamon Reach in Deer Park uh, that's amazing it's quite sad actually a lot of what he had to say it's a lot more than just hitting the books uh, the work that teachers do or this uh, you know the, 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 the people who are falling into, into poverty now losing jobs and businesses going bust over the past couple of years and them now also 
uh, looking for help. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Meanwhile, it's Friday, so it makes it a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves on Oak Fire Pizza. And you and your workmates can win pizza for 15 of you. We got six of the big, huge, large pizzas with the garlic breads and the potatoes and the drinks and the dips and desserts and everything to go with it. I mean, it is a feast and it's all yours. If you text 086-8104-106, tell us who you are and where you are. You know the drill. We'll start the shout-outs then just after 10 this morning. Text 086-8104-106. And if you're buying or ordering pizza over the weekend, Oak Farm Pizza are at Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street, Galabi Street, uh, and Douglas Village. Oak Farm Pizza, real wood pizza. So text 0868-104-106. My daughter's in school in Cork, sits right beside the wide open door. She's gone to school in a vest, skin, t-shirt, jumper, coat, three pairs of socks, hat, woolly snood, and mittens. She won't get vivid, but will get pneumonia. I think that should be COVID. Uh, please don't give out my details. There's a new spin on COVID now. Vivid. Bridget says, I'm not a Carconian, so I hope you won't hold that against me. I don't. You're listening. That's what matters. I'm 70 years old, so my primary school days started uh, way, way back. Um, throughout those years, the two teachers and country schools I attended had an open fire each. Um, each room fueled by turf which the pupils had to throw into the shed every October and then carry it into the fires every winter day. I guess the turf came from all of the pupils' homes. They threw it into the shed like it was a a big, huge community effort to fill the shed with everybody's turf. Anyway, the fire did not heat the room, which was very large, frost glistening on the inside of the windows all day. We didn't wear our coats in the classroom either. We were generally healthy and hardy, much healthier than many of the children today. I think we do too much cosseting of our kids. I'd prefer a little cold air to COVID. I'm not crying for the good old days, but I think we need to foster a little hardier child these days, says Bridget Larkin. And thank you for that. And one quick one, and back to phones then. I work in a secondary school, and I can tell you it is absolutely freezing. The boiler is gone in the school, which seems to happen every year. The students are not allowed to wear their own coats, only the coats with the school crest and they provide zero warmth. The principal and vice principal are constantly checking the coats and asking students to remove them. We as staff allow the students to wear their own jumpers or coats in classes. We feel sorry for them, but we're constantly getting emails from management saying it is not allowed. It's okay for management in their warm offices with plug-in heaters. Also, not all the teachers follow the guidelines of the CO2 monitors and often carry on teaching when the red light is on. In previous years, the temperature in the school has been less than 8 degrees, but we may as well be banging our heads off the wall as the management have the full backing uh, and of, um, of the education department and nothing is ever done. School management is sometimes a law unto themselves, you see, and whenever concerns are raised by staff, they're not acknowledged. Nothing is ever done. I'm... Uh, my experience of school management is they don't have an empathetic bone in their bodies. Why would it affect your learning if you're wearing a coat without a school crest? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, maybe we got one reason as to why they don't do it. It's the pressure of children with regards to designer labels that some might have and others don't. Um, anyway, we'll come back to that. Text 0868104106. Sharon promised to come back to me uh, when I was chatting with her yesterday and she has done. Sharon, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are so, you? I'm good. So thanks for coming back again. You said you were going to go and chat with the, the principal and, and get an update from what's going on in the school. Is it Just remind people, primary or secondary? Uh, secondary. Okay, okay. And it was to do with the heating system and the windows open and all. How did you get on? 
Um, I was supposed to ring him back before 12, but I couldn't get through to the principal because he was very busy. Okay. So he actually rang me back this morning. Nice one. Around uh, quarter past nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he rang me back and um, he was actually very nice about the situation. What did he say? Um, he, he heard that I was on the radio about the schools yeah. and about my daughter. And he explained everything to, to me about the heating system and the, the windows. Uh, he said the heating is on a timer. So it comes on, on off and on and off, is it? All day long, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just remind people that mightn't have been listening yesterday about the difficulty your sisters or your daughters having. She was crying going to school. That's right. Every morning. Freezing. There was a, freezing, yeah. There was actually hassling my house every morning, you know. Like, no one wants arguments in the house in the morning. Mm. You just want to get up, do your routine. But she knows what's coming and that's why she's upset, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like I even had it this morning now again, like up to this morning. Yeah. I wake her at twenty days. I'm up at seven. I leave her till the last minute now. Her tea's ready, her cereal's ready, the heating is on and there was still arguments like she's like, um, my, I'm sniffling. All excuses. But are they but wants. they're legitimate enough. It's not as if she wants to bunk off really or you know. No, so. she as I said, her enthusiasm is gone. Yeah, I told I the principal that. Yeah. Yeah, and wh- where is the school then when it comes to say um, warm coats or gloves or layering up? Is or is it just uniform only? Well, he's after inviting me down now next week. But are they allowed to wear whatever they want? No, no. Are they allowed to wear a warmed coat or jacket? They can wear their no. They have to take off their jacket. Right, and and did he say why that is? The, the heating goes on and a timer every hour on off on off on off from 7 o'clock in the morning until the evening time yeah that's the reason why they take the jackets off yeah alright but they're cold in spite of that they are cold at times but your daughter says she's cold all the time yeah exactly okay. that's what she said to me okay so um all right, well, I mean, you got a call back anyway, at least, if nothing else, but nothing's going to change, and I don't know, I still don't know the reason as to why they won't allow them to wear warm coats. Well, he's inviting me down anyway uh, on Monday. Okay, okay. For what? Uh, I'll have coffee or tea with him and walk around the school. He's going to show me the heating system. be interesting to see if you go into the classrooms and see how cold they are. Yeah, but he said they have to have the windows. Oh, no, I, under, I understand that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, what, what I really want to know is what are they allowing them to wear? That's what I'm going to see yeah. when I go down there. Yeah. Okay, and what has your daughter said? Does she, does she go out with a fluffy jacket and has to take it off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that has to change, I think. Yeah. Really, it does. Common sense would dictate that that has to change. Wait, wait till January. No, he was actually very nice about the situation. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, like, fair enough. He invited me down. He said you can walk around, Sharon, and you can see the timers in each uh, room and the halls and the landings and, like, whatever I want to do. <laughs> She'll come back, though, frozen with the cold, with sniffles and uh, coughs and chesty and everything. No, I, I, I said to him, I said, my daughter, I said, like, her enthusiasm is gone. I don't like it because she loves school, like. Yeah. It's, like, it's different if your, your child didn't like going to school. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's not out to just doss or anything. She, it's, she's not that kind no, of girl. No, yeah. no, no way, no way. All right. And I told him that. He he knows that because her attendance is 100. percent My okay. daughter's not out of school unless she's sick. I know, I know. What class is she like, in? A uh, charger. Yeah. Okay. And when are you going to the school? A uh, Monday. All right. Will you let me know how that goes? Well, of course. All right, child. Cheers. Now he did say, uh, Neil, that uh, over COVID, that a lot of students are struggling. What does that mean? He said, like, of the lockdown and getting back into routine and coming back in with masks and windows open, he said, it's not your daughter, it's a lot of children. Yeah, yeah. So there, that, that scenario you have in the morning is probably being played out in many other homes at the moment. Yeah, he said even in his, his own home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He said, child going to primary school as well. But your, yeah, but your daughter wears the school uniform. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, is it uh, the policy of the school that only school uniform can be worn in class with the windows open? School uniform from Monday to Thursday, tracks are on a Friday. Yeah, okay, all right. Let me know how you get on on Monday, okay? And, you know, Neil, I say one thing to you. I love your show. <laughs> I'd be lost without you. Thank you. I, I'm very embarrassed now saying this way, but... If you weren't on every morning from nine o'clock to twelve o'clock, I don't know what I would do with my life. <laughs> That's such a lovely thing to say. <laughs> no, this is the honest truth. Like I always <laughs> want to say this, you know. Like thank you so much. You set me up for the weekend. Now, in fairness, I, I, I wake up in the morning, right, and I have my partner in the house, right, and I do my thing, and there I was on news talk at seven o'clock, right. <laughs> I go from news talk, then I said, right, me praying for no wait, no time is at ten to nine, eight to nine. <laughs> I'm watching the clock then and all, right? <laughs> right, now, they all look in my room, the house. Not when you go on in my house at nine o'clock, only you. Ah, uh, you're so kind. Don't, I'm mortified now, don't say any more. Thank you. No, no, <laughs> I have to say this to you now because I mean, speak to you now until next year. <laughs> I love you. I love your show. Thank you so much. Look after and yourself. And I have to say that to you. You're very kind. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Right to be. Have a great weekend, all right? Talk to you next Thanks week. Thanks, Judy. Thanks very much. Take care. All the best. Bye. Take care. Lines open at one 106 Text 0868-104-106. That's kind. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Morning, Caroline. She tells me that uh, Cove Lions Club uh, have their food appeal starting today and indeed tomorrow, Saturday. And it will take place in multiple shops in Cove between 9 in the morning and 6 p.m. today and tomorrow. Now, all donations greatly appreciated and all donations raised will go into the community over the Christmas holidays. So that's food and dosh if you want to give some money. That's happening with Cove Lions Club Food Appeal today and tomorrow. You might remember some months back, I was chatting with Anna Marie from Just For Men, the Manscaping Lounge, and she has hair down to her waist. Uh, And for Movember... Uh, the plan is, and it will happen this morning, she will cut all of her hair off for it, will be cut off for her, and then shave the rest of it live on air this morning. And she's raising funds and awareness for men's mental health and cancer. So she'll be in studio to have that done after 10. I'll tell you more about that after 10. We'll also be filming and it probably will go up live as the event happens in her hair. Beautiful hair, almost right down to her waist will all 
be gone. So she's been doing the countdown on that. Just a few texts this side at 10 o'clock. It takes huge energy to keep your body warm. So that energy has been taken from your immune system to fight off illness. It's crazy what's going on. It's actually child abuse. That's very interesting that your body's working harder to stay warm. So therefore, your immune system is compromised in school. My niece had gloves on and had to take them off and sanitize and then was allowed to put them back on again. Well, at least she's allowed to have gloves. My daughter's secondary school is the same. She's been sick three times in the last few weeks. She got in the car on Monday after the cold and her face was blue and her hands and feet frozen. She was nearly crying with the pain of the cold. She has joint problems now and that's not helping. No heating and all the doors and windows open. You got to wonder the price that's being paid with other illnesses and pain because of all of this. My daughter is in secondary school. She said they have air monitoring systems in the classroom. They have to leave the room several times a day when the monitor turns red and stand in the yard. All the windows and doors are open. She's wearing fur leggings under her pants and a base layer under her shirt. She's not allowed to wear a hoodie under her jacket. I don't know what the answer to this is, but it's all ridiculous. They're freezing. My daughter was so cold yesterday, she wore her pajamas under her uniform today. It's a disgrace. This is in secondary school. Office and hospitals do not have windows open at all. We we have these cheap enough air purifiers. Why can't the schools get them? I was in the MCUH last week uh, not a window open, but they did have a few of these machines. Why can't they get them for schools? Coat or no coat? It shouldn't be the case. Wait until some of them get pneumonia. What then? Close the school for the winter. Now is the answer. Bars and restaurant windows aren't open and all the bars have lovely fires on. And just one or two more. My kids' uh, school doesn't allow coats. They, they can layer up, but my daughter's hands are red raw from the cold every day. There are no gloves allowed, allowed. Last I heard, the heating is on, but with the class windows open, it's only heating the teacher's lunchroom and the principal's office. My child's secondary school in West Cork last year designed a jacket pupils were allowed to wear over the uniform, but parents had to pay 50 euro for the privilege. Any other clothing worn apart from the uniform results in detention. Teachers, on the other hand, can wear whatever they like, including scarves. Kids aren't allowed to wear a scarf. Uh, we have, we're having the same problem with my daughter's school. She rang me almost crying from school on Monday. She was so cold. But a month or so ago, the school brought in, brought all second years to knock on two buses. Not a window open. Not an essential journey by any means. It made no sense whatsoever. And that's just a selection. There's lots more. We'll pick up on the conversations. That and a lot more besides. Hi, it's Connor. Join me Sunday from 7 for Green on Red, bringing you the biggest, the best, and newest names in Irish music. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086 8104 106. Crazy busy today. So, got a free food Friday. We'll do some shout outs in 10 minutes' time. Text who you are and where you are to 086 8104 106, courtesy of Oak Fire Pizza. And we'll do those shout outs. And it's our fifth and final giveaway of a 250 euro Tesco gift card. Uh, this morning. So here is your shopping list. All right. This is the shopping list. I want you to try and write it down as best you can. I'll call it out a few times. And then when I invite you to call, read it back to me. Ideally in the right order, we'll give you 250 euro Tesco gift voucher. Okay. So here we go. You ready? Don't call just yet. This is the list. Tesco free range eggs. Yeah, let me get my act together here now. My bits and pieces. Tesco free range eggs. Kellogg's Rice Krispies. A bottle of seven up. Tesco brioche rolls, Listerine, a packet of red Tesco napkins, southern fried chicken bites, mince pies for dogs. <laughs> Boy, that doesn't surprise me. 
pretty much every equivalent in food now for dogs. Poor old cats don't get the same look in as dogs do at all. That's the list. Don't worry about it if you missed it. I'll read it out again a couple of times between now and a quarter to midday and open the phone lines. But what I am going to do now is open up every single microphone in this studio because, as I told you just before 10 this morning, I had a chat some time ago with Anne-Marie from Just For Men, the Manscaping Lounge uh, down on... Uh, are you, are you Grand Parade? Or are you... Um, Grand Parade the Gra- Academy on Anglesey Street. That's the one. I knew that. So what were we, we were chatting about this in the past. And you, of course, have the most luxurious... That's not the right word, is it? Long hair. Like how, Lateral colour. Lateral, yeah. You, you just got rid of the... Did you ever colour it? Oh, I did, years ago. You just gave up. Every yeah, you and me both. <laughs> so, how long did it take you to grow that? Uh, I was trying to work it out. I was saying three years, but it's probably more like five. It's gorgeous. Any now, you got like have you any kind of last minute doubts about cutting it? You're gonna, I'm absolutely shaking. <laughs> you don't want to back out. I'm not going to back out. All right. It's now all close. all of this is to do with Movember, and that was the idea. Just pull into a mic there for a second, Anne Marie, because um, you're doing a fundraiser. How's that going for you? Um, a lot of people are a bit dubious. They don't really believe I'm going to shave it, everything off. Well, um, we're, fi- we're filming this, so they'll have to believe <laughs> it when they see it. Yeah, and I've been doing a poll to say if it's going to be completely bald, maybe a little bit of fuzz or a buzz cut. And the decision coming in is it's zero. Uh, and, Lil, and Lil is going <laughs> to do it, is that right? Yes, Lil is going I'm, to do yeah. it. Okay, now I, I was supposed to do it, right? But in the crazy times we're living in now and everything that's going on, the recommendation was that I'm not allowed to touch your hair. Okay. So I said, if I wore gloves and... No, they said, you just can't. <laughs> just, that, just the way things are, you can't. So I'm here to be the independent observer of it all happening. Oh, no. <laughs> I, no I, I, I thought we'd be in a much better place where I could cut your hair. Yeah. But apparently it is not on, I'm told. So um, I'm going to observe... Uh, and see you do it so get yourself set up there guys and we'll come back back after the break and get stuck into it alright do all of the prep stuff that you need to do text the Neil Prenderville show now 086-8104-106 Red FM Lil has started haven't you Lil oh and, yes we've started and I, I would have just taken a huge big scissors and cut it all off in one go you're doing oh, it in, in little tiny ponytails is it little ponytails we have as, as much hair as we possibly can for the donation Oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that, Amory. This is for a wig. This is yeah. for a donation, yeah, yeah. It ah. goes to the Prince's Trust, and because it goes to the Prince's Trust, the wig will actually come back to Cork. And because my hair has no chemicals, I've no chemicals in it, I've no colour, I don't use product other than shampoo and conditioner. And tell me, will you see the wig when it's made? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Um, that would be a nice idea. <laughs> yeah. That is the most beautiful hair. She sees somebody the... walking down the street with her own. <laughs> Well, it, it'll be properly treated and it kind of would be used for people with immunocompromised systems and all that's that. That's right, yeah, I know. Um, don't be bothered with all of that messing around. Just <laughs> cut the damn thing. Get the scissors out and... <laughs> like we see in the cartoons. <laughs> Did you bring a hoover? Or do you think there'll be any hair We've on the street? We've got plastic sheets on yeah. the floor. Ah, uh, for God's sake, totally yeah, yeah, prepped. Yeah, we're hoping you won't, um, we'll leave you too much of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check back in with you. All this is being filmed, as you can see it up online later on. But I'll check back in with you in about five or ten minutes' time and see what kind of, what kind of damage you're doing. <laughs> 
<laughs> well done, Lily. Let's get on with it. Thanks okay, back to our phone lines we go. one 850 You can text 086-8104-106 and we'll check in with the hair with a few minutes time. Can I just do our first batch of Free Food Friday shout-outs, if you don't mind? Good morning to everybody at Baker Finn Recruitment. Busy filling pharmaceutical jobs in Cork. To everybody at Irish, o- Irish Oxygen on the Waterfall Road. Uh, happy Free Pizza Friday, Neil. We would love it. We would use it for our trip to the city with school. Shout-out from Miss Harding and Bailey working hard at school today in Mallow. For everybody at the testing centre in Blackpool who are working tirelessly. In fact, I got a few for the test centre. Another one here. Uh, for the amazing staff in the COVID testing centre in Blackpool. They work so hard every single day in all weathers and never complain. They're extremely busy at the moment and really, really deserve a treat. To everybody at Amari Wig Specialists in Middleton. To Bridgewater Homes in Black Rock. To Blockwall Developments in Ballinglana who are listening. To everybody at Henderson Motor Services at the Marina uh, Commercial Park. Also, good morning to everybody at CUH, particularly the Puffin Ward, to Sketcher's head office in Little Island, Broderick's chemist in, B- in Barrack Street, O'Regan Tarmac working hard in Ballincollig, Sandra and Arlene in the House of Hair Kinsale, Bandon Golf Club on the Castle Road in Bandon, River Lane Bar and Social Club, Stanta in Blackpool, Gronabraher Credit Union as well. In fact, we have another cash giveaway a little later on for Gronabraher Credit Union. Why wouldn't you? It's Friday. Lots of giveaways this morning. Before 10 this morning, I was chatting uh, on air um, with... Um, uh, Aaron Wolf, who's the principal of Colosh de uh, Eamon Reish, and he was talking about the food parcels and the food policies that they put in place for children and for families who are really, really struggling. You know, they're talking about people who lost their jobs over the last uh, 20 months or so, businesses that went bust. And he mentioned Feed Cork, and Sharon Mullen from Feed Cork was actually listening. And I just wanted to have a quick chat with her, if you don't mind. I think you'd be interested in what she has to say and the work they do. Sharon, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. And I know what you do because I visited a couple of years ago to the lower of Replunka Street. You know, that would be the old Connolly Hall building, right? Yeah, that's it. That's and, it. And how, how many, like, I got, I got a sense from Aaron as to what you're doing now, but I was, I was blown away by the actual numbers that you're catering for. Just talk me through a bit of that. Yeah. No, your phone line is shocking, Sharon. Can you move around a little bit if you don't mind? Yeah, yeah. One second, I'll go to the... I'm living up on a hill. Not to worry, girl. I'll get there in the end. <laughs> Is so, that okay? That's better, yeah. That's better. better. Um, I suppose, like, you know, we're operating since... We're operating... We're five years in operation next May, and unless you really need food, you probably wouldn't over there. You know, um, we, we do work on social media and stuff, but this year, I suppose, and the last two years, really, since the pandemic hit, you know, we started delivering food to people. And then we said the second lockdown, we just had people come back in, but financially we couldn't just keep up the deliveries and stuff because obviously we're, we're a volunteer. Yeah. Um, so people were calling. You know, that's why I see many cars so picking calling. up boxes. Yeah. 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 So that's changed now, and we've stopped that because we have a very small crew. Um, because we've decided just to keep the crew small because of um, because of COVID, you yeah. know, for safety reasons. Yeah. So now people just come into the building, but it's all done socially distanced yeah. and you know we, we adhere to all the guys. What are you giving them, Sharon, typically? We're giving them we're giving them um dry food and we're also giving them fresh food. Like we would buy a dairy, a meat and a veg ourselves every week. So they'd be added to the pack. Now with the schools the schools are just kind of a new thing really. Um well we did it a couple of years ago but we just couldn't keep it going. The schools couldn't work with it either at the time because you're dealing with um you say homeschool liaisons and sure their their plates are full already, do you know what I mean? They're constantly and So is it a case that the schools just like Aaron Wolf was saying, they contact yeah. you they contact you and, and you bring them food to give to to families? 
Yeah, so what we what we actually did this year, because we know there's probably a cohort that will never, ever come in for food because they might be in the right headspace or yeah. whatever else. Yeah. So what we've started to do, we're working with eight schools. And again, because or we have to limit our numbers because we're just not in a position to do it. So we were actually working with, with eight schools. And when Aaron was talking about the teachers there, all I was thinking, there are two teachers in their park and I know them 15 years because my son went to that school. He's, he's 28. But those two teachers are just two amazing people. I couldn't even give you their names because they absolutely freak out. But mm. we gave out school packs in the summer. We got 3,000 stationary packs from the, from the department to give out. So we gave them to our clients and then we contacted deaf schools but they came in and um, they put them into their car, you know, made three trips. I mean, they were on their holidays. They didn't have to. Yeah, so it's important to hear those kind of stories. Of oh, yeah. And well, they're too amazing. And you know, with regards to the, you know, with the supermarkets, whether it's your Tesco or your Lidl or your Aldi yeah. or your Super Value, and the, and the food that's about to go out of date. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so that goes to food cloud. Like what happens is you're on this kind of rotor system and we'd say our guys get a call then and they'd have a specific bed go to a specific shop at a specific time. But then they, we also get our dry produce. It's funded through the European Union. It was called the feed programme. It's called something else. No, it's called the source. And this, I know, and that's for the dried ones. They have a longer shelf life. That's but for but stuff, for things yeah. coming from you know the perishables, the supermarket then would discreetly give it to your volunteers. They would take it away. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah. I mean, we, it's a fantastic have. service, but it's desperately sad. Oh, it's terrible. But like when you think of it, you're you're kind of meeting another end as well. Then because you have no food waste. That, well, I I, mean, I, understand, I appreciate that. You know, I mean, it's it's good mm, not to have waste. Oh, it's it? terrible. It's absolutely awful. And I mean. You know, if, we, if you were to speak to even to some of the homeschool leaders, and I mean, we don't see half of what going Like last year, um, during the the pandemic, uh, uh, like a really funny story. I I text Ken O'Flynn. I would just I would know him through my daughter. I just text him and I said, look, if you know anybody in need, tell you know, get in touch with me, and I'd start something up. Because you know, sometimes they'd know people in the community, and as I said, people won't get in touch with us for whatever reason. And he gave me this guy's number, and I rang him. It turns out, anyway, the guy I rang was actually a businessman in Cork. Yeah. He's, he's Kieran O'Callaghan. He runs Brooks Foods. And Brooks have been absolutely amazing to us since then. And like last Christmas, on Christmas Eve, we gave out 650 dinners. Christmas dinners? On, yeah, and all, uh, Christmas dinners, dessert, and we also gave each family a box of treats. Now, we did it without any fanfare. You know, Kieran just said, I just want to do this. And Is that Brooke Catering you're referring to? Yeah, yeah, Brooks Foods. Unbelievable. An amazing, an amazing company. 650 yeah. full Christmas dinners Turkey, last year. ham, stuffing, all the trimmings. But what we did was we worked with particular schools and we let them identify the families that needed it. I know. We just felt it's desperately no. sad, but thank God there's yeah, someone yeah. there to catch them as they're falling. You know, I, I, I mean, what, what goes through my head... Yeah, we don't know the half of it. That's why I wanted no. to have a quick chat with you. So there's what you're doing then with Feed Cork. Of course, we all know of the pressure on St. Vincent de Paul all year, particularly at Christmas time. There's a chef down in the Briar Rose will cook all of the Christmas dinners for the families, the mothers and children in Edel House. God only knows how many people... Cork penny dinners feed on a daily and weekly exactly. and a yearly exactly. basis and at Christmas time. So all of it really, those are those in need, by and large, are relying on volunteers and organisations, totally, not the state. Totally, but by, by the same token, like there are so many people that slip through the net. You know, there's so many people slip through the net, 
Um, because people are playing, even people playing high rents and stuff, we'd have clients coming to us that would be just paying high rents and they would be in full-time employment. And they haven't got so the money for food. Yeah, yeah, they would just come once in a while. They might come kind of once a month and that's fine, you know. At least if we stock up on the basics, you know. And like our plan is eventually we're going to do a thing called after school fuel because we know, because we've been told um, that there are children that are coming into school on Monday that are hungry. And if book food or supplying food to one particular school, it's all done really discreetly and it's just beautiful food. It's, it's like a lunch that they give them. And, uh, and, and, I, and, and you would agree with Aaron, that could be the only hot meal they'll get in the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this is the hot meal that we're giving, but they're getting a hot meal from the school as well. But they this are. Is something extra because their funding is so tight as well, you know. It's very, the very funding sad. funding is pretty tight as well. Mm-hmm. So, so our plan is to, to do the after school too. Marks and Spencer's, um, who are a great support to us, gave us a kitchen, an industrial kitchen. So now our project for, for January is to look for a premises. And eventually, I suppose, what we'd like to have is we want to be sustainable because we don't have... Um, we, we just depend on gifts, on people donating money to us, you know. Um, so, like, Christmas is the, is the one time that we have a fundraiser, but okay. obviously for obvious reasons we couldn't do it last year or this year. So we're hoping to do something called 12 Days of Giving, so we'll do it all in line. When will really that be? People support us. When will that It'll be? It'll be in December, the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, will you, specific day would you please it. get the paperwork together and, and we, send it to me and we can chat about it and we can drive that on for you as best we can. Oh, it's easy for me to help in that regard. Not at all. Yeah, easy well, to do. Brilliant. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. You know, it's, it'll get to the kids that way then. All right, Sean. We'll chat again in all early right, December, all right? Thank you so much, Neil. Much Cheers. appreciated. All the best. Not too far away and we'll touch base again on that. That's fantastic, the work that's been done on a community level. Text 86 if you want to get involved in that. And while all that is happening, of course, Anne-Marie's hair is slowly but surely disappearing. How are you doing, Lil? Doing very well. Oh, my God. Is that tied up or cut off? It's cut off. So what are those? Ponytails? Yeah. These are the pieces that will be sent away now. There's four of them. Oh, they're the loveliest. Are you getting sad? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm looking mad. (laughs) You look sexy. Oh, thank you, darling. (laughs) You do. You look good. You look sharp. Lovely and funky. You look funky. funky, Kind of a bit of a Toya Wilcox look going on (laughs) there. Yeah. Not for much longer, though. So show me the back. Oh, it's gone. (gasps) It's nice, though. Uh, Takes years off yet. <laughs> <laughs> it probably took years off my life as well. <laughs> when will you get the? Now we're going to go? do it now. We're ready to go. Turn it on, we're there, baby. Go. We're ready turn, to go. Turn it on. Oh my goodness. We're down to the electric razor, lads. And we're zero guard. That that means. That means there's no guard on this roll. It's zero. Everything. Zero. It's everything. Yeah. It's not a number one or a number two no. or a number four. So whoever wants to go next. <laughs> I got my hair cut short in the week. <laughs> oh yeah, it is right into the head. Yeah. All right, I'll let you get on with. Will you use those bits? Those bits can't be used. No, no? we can't use these. No, no, they're, no. Okay. Yeah, so you've salvaged now what you can use that can be turned into a wig. Yeah. And Do the you rest. Have another one. Rest of it now. Give one of them over there. That means that's four, is it? Is there another one over there? No. Three. Yeah, I mean they're three big fish. Four. 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 Yeah. Five. Four. And, and five. one is one already done. Is that you? So those five ponytails, one wig? Um, it kind of depends on what yeah, size wig they're going yeah, to use yeah, and how they process it. So, who, yeah. knows, who knows it's what they'll be hair. making from it? <laughs>
That's incredible. Okay, I'll come back for more. I'll come back for the more of the uh, electric razor in a few minutes' time. Just just a fast one, actually, lads. One eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Tim, good morning. Can you hear me? All right. Okay, he ain't there. Back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Anna-Marie and Lil are coming very, very close to the end. Uh, how are you feeling emotionally, Anne-Marie, now? Because there's the last few strands on the right side of your head to be shaved with the electric. <laughs> how do you feel? Um, well, it's for a good cause, Neil. Yeah. I mean, it's for the Movember Foundation. It's all about men's cancer and men's mental health. And I'm lucky I don't have cancer. I'm not losing my hair because of cancer. But I am doing it so that people will know that there is support there for them if they need it. Yes. But how, I know, and you're, you're so good to do that because it's a big price to pay. Mm. But how do you feel about it? I mean, you're like... I'm you're, shaking. Yeah, yeah. It's emotional, I'd say. It is. You know, your hair is a lot about your personality. So to lose your hair does affect you. And it affects guys as much as it does women. A lot of people don't think about it that way. Um, but we have a lot of guys that would come in to us with various things going okay. on, you know. I know, I know. Finish it off there, Lynn. Yeah. There go. <laughs> what, you know what you're going to have to get now? Uh, a black biker jacket. <laughs> Hasn't she got the chick. kind of biker look? A the biker chick. chick. Yeah, yeah, a funky chick. I don't think so. <laughs> what do you think, Lil? Do you think you might yeah. be able to get her loan of a Harley Davidson for a photo shoot? Yeah. So, it's, like, how long, how long will the last few bits take? Only a minute. Not even a minute. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Bye bye baby, baby bye bye. <laughs> Hair today, gone tomorrow. So we're literally. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, doesn't it go very fast? Yeah, very fast. Really fast. Very fast. Sinead O'Connor, here we come. If, oh, it, go, if it goes back as fast, she'll be, she'll be happy. <laughs> so you're literally on the last few strands now. Yeah. Would you not leave a tiny little kind of, you know, the, like the I Harry Krishna one at the back? No. Thanks, Neil. No? Mohican? <laughs> They mightn't give her the money if she doesn't shave it all off. <laughs> That's it, guys. That's Yay. it, all gone. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. <sighs> Clean up around the edges is all she needs. Have you, you haven't seen yourself in a mirror yet or anything? Uh, well, uh, there's a the thing live going on there, so it looks pretty awful. <laughs> no, it doesn't, actually. I think, it's, a, I think it's, a, it's an incredibly brave, courageous thing to do oh. for a great cause. But you know, people don't really think about cancer in our industry as well. You know, when you've got guys coming in, quite often they don't see the back of their head or the back of their neck or whatever. So we you know, we have oncology training ourselves, certification. You told me that, yeah. And even for our students now in the academy, we've included module for oncology awareness. So that if we do see anything that's irregular... What, what can you see? You can see different, let's Blemish, say, colours, yeah, colours, um, um, marks, marks, absolutely. And you then can you say it to them? No, no. What we would do is say we, we've kind of noticed something here. We'd point it out where it is, and we'd suggest the next time they go to their GP that they might check it out. Oh, because we're not doctors, we're not medical, well but done. at least our students and and ourselves were trained to recognise something that needs to be looked at. All right, okay, jump up there so people can have a look. What do you think, Brent? What do you think? Looking good? Yeah, I think it suits her, Neil. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it Emory, it does. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> it's a big change oh from that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I'll start calling her Sinead O'Connor now and give her a Well, song. I mean, I don't want to go back to the, the beauty of your long, luxurious hair. But, you know, I mean, that will grow back in how it long? It will grow back. Oh, sure, we don't know. 
Our hair grows fast. I better so. eat a lot of vitamins and push the hair out. <laughs> lots, of, lots of broccoli, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, we'll so if people we'll want to get involved next in your, year. What? We'll, we'll come back this time next year. Yeah. For November. Why did I go on? Why did I get a haircut on Wednesday and you're here now on Friday yeah. and it could have been all done? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not to worry about that. So when you um when you, when your fundraiser comes to a conclusion, how much do you hope to raise? As much as possible. Uh, there's no limit. Uh, you know, it's a very important cause. We've put the link up on Instagram. It's up on Facebook. It's up on Just for Men Manscaping Lounge page. It's up on a Just for Men uh, Academy on Anglesey Street. It's on that page. So can we share all of those links, guys, today yeah, so we can drive cool. on the fundraiser and get that'll on as much as we can? That would be great. I'm so delighted that we managed to do it. Um, Ash and Neil, you're, you're a gem. Is. Look. <laughs> pink. Pink wig. Pink. Yeah. Is that what you're going to wear now for the weekend? I, I think be I better wear something. It's going to be cold. <laughs> a beanie, I think. Yeah, a beanie, baby. You're going to notice it when you go out this weekend. Oh, temperatures yeah. are going to drop. It's, it's, very, it's severe, like. It is different. And I, I'm going to invest in a couple of hats so to get me through the next few weeks well done you did what you set out to do and congratulations for it I'm so sure. happy to be part You're of very it very good Neil not at all Friends. listen great to see you both Thank thanks you very for coming much. in well done well done listen to this here well done to the girls amazing listening to this my boyfriend and I moved to France for work last year and he was diagnosed with testicular cancer in January last year mm. when he lost his hair it was devastating for him such a shock such a great effort to go out and do this for charity Anne-Marie thank God he has the all clear since July waiting on his first repeat scans which are next week so fingers crossed living in France but listen to you every day every day um, and she says that Anne-Marie and I'll include Lil in this yeah. Anne-Marie and Lil are just inspiring so there's a there's a good luck text to send Thank you on you. your way happy well done I think we've all we all know people who have cancer in their lives well my done. brother had prostate cancer you know we've had other cancers and mental health is a big one and especially over the last two years, there's a lot of things that have gone on in men's lives. You they've lost livelihoods. They've and lost you know children, what? You know? Everybody needs to get as many regular checkups as they can. Absolutely. And certainly men do. Because with bloods now at your local GP, they can pick up on all sorts of Absolutely. early problems, whether it's prostate or other areas of the body, just by giving a blood sample to your GP. That's and it. men should do it. But men don't realise that they should check for breast cancer as well. All, all that can be picked yeah. up in the bloods. It's an amazing thing. So exactly. men... Get checked. Anne-Marie, thanks okay, so much. Great everybody. to see you both. Thank and Lil, you. thank you. Thank You're you a dote. Well done. Appreciate thank it. Take care. Much. Lines are open at one 106 Sorry, Tim. How's it going, Neil? All right, my man. I won't keep you long. So we were starting earlier this morning on how cold it is in schools. You wanted to jump in on that? Uh, yeah, I just texted in this morning just to say that uh, the school my kids are going to have uh, the principal, I don't know, out of the school's budget or his own money, has bought in HEPA filters. So it mitigates the requirement to have masks and it cleans the air. So um, I'm also aware of a businessman in Ireland that has approached um, the Department of Education with a business plan of 12 million to bring head of HEPA filters into every class. So just the offset there on that, Neil. I'm sorry, my phone isn't great now at the moment. But there's an offset in that. The Department of Education spent 50 million on um, hand sanitizer, but they're refusing to deal with this man who is, has a business plan for 12 million to bring in HEPA filters. He's putting 12 million behind it, is he? Pardon? Is he putting 12 million into the product? The, the, the budget, the school uh, educational department would have to spend to put a HEPA filter into every mobile HEPA filter into every classroom in Ireland that's 12 million. Right, okay, okay. And, and so would, that, would, that, would that mean that windows wouldn't be open, doors wouldn't be open? Yeah. You need, uh, I believe, positive air pressure so the windows would have to be closed. And for 12 million, um, that could be done in every school. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, that, that needs to be done. 
Yeah, it's a very simple fix. There's no need for these windows to be um, open. It just means the Department of Education have to start following the science, you know. And they're, the n- they're not talking to this man, no? Science. Sorry, I'm telling you, fo- oh, sorry, Liam, right. my, my phone. Just finally, are they, are they in conversation with them? Are they negotiating with them? Yeah, my, from my uh, understanding is that they were, they're, they're ignoring him. That's what I understand. And this is proven technology? Well, it's the same technology they use in biopharmaceutical facilities in the clean rooms. So for 12 million, there'd be no need for open windows, open doors, and the kids frozen. They'd be safe. And Exactly. And another point in relation to what the, the policies in the schools. I mean, like, they have, they've, they've required the children to wear jackets that are, um, are not fit for purpose in the winter in relation to sitting in a room all day long yeah. in, like, one and three degrees. Yeah, like, I agree. It's, it's abuse. Neil, yeah. that's abuse. It is. It's a word for it. It is. It's abuse. I've and never seen so many texts. In relation to what Aaron Wolf was saying there earlier, like, if he just invests in a few HEPA filters for his school, he might uh, mitigate, he might, you know, uh, aid those children that are that he's been talking with that are suffering in his community, you know? Okay. okay, good to have an opportunity to chat with you, Tim. I'm going to move on, but appreciate you taking the call. Thank you. Lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. And imagine if a school were to get one of these filters off their own back, then they get into grief with the Department of Education, I suppose, because everything has to be sanctioned, endorsed, uh, and signed off on. Um, I don't have to sign off on this. I've already done it. We have a lot to give away this morning. And right across the day today, Cork's Red FM has teamed up with the Macau Sporting Club. They've got two grand to give away. And I have... Two prizes between now and midday. One just before 11 and another just before midday today. They're 250 euro all for one vouchers. Now, believe me when I tell you, we actually have a roulette wheel here in studio. It's here. Brenda Denny will come in and spin the roulette wheel. Now, if it lands on black, we've got your back and you get yourself a 250 one for all voucher. If If it lands on red, you're dead. Better luck next time. So we'll take callers, well, I suppose we'll take callers 10, 11 and 12 for now. Caller 10 gets the first opportunity. If it lands on black, you win. If it's on red, we move on to the next caller and we'll spin the roulette wheel live. So get text, get calling on that now. one 106 Go for it. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Oak Farm Pizza with shoutouts for everybody. PMC commercials in Ballon, Hassig, to Amari Ireland listening on the Tremoro to ebohomerescue.ie and everybody at BCE Consulting Engineers. They'd share, I guess, if they won the pizza. All Round Beauty and Mayfield are listening. Everybody at Architectural and Metal Systems in Little Island with Share with TLC between us. They're actually off uh, doing the office decorating for Christmas today and the Christmas trees and everything's going up today. A lot of people are doing that actually for the toy show tonight. Uh, for God's sake, poor old Alan O'Donovan is working from home and he's uh, currently nursing a hangover. <laughs> He'd love pizza. To Catherine and all the staff of the infusion unit at the CUH, Rath Peak and Fireplaces. Again, the COVID-19 testing centre in Blackpool. Lots of people texting for them. Glandor Centre at the CUH. Uh, Lee COVID Centre would love pizza. ECI, ESI Technologies in Dunkettle. Altonen International Moving and Storage in Ovens. Body Rays in Ballancolic. Carberry Creamery. Uh, everybody as well listening at Eurostyle in Cork. To everybody at Area Carpets and Floors. Roadstone Dispatch in Ballancolic. Loftus in Dublin 
Downhill. O'Leary Insurance is down in Blackrock. And we'll do some more shout-outs after 11 this morning and then pick a winner for today. All right, now, it's crazy busy this morning. Is this one of the busiest days you've ever put down? Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely we're over halfway there, so we're okay. going well. Uh, we have 250 euro vouchers. They're all for one vouchers, courtesy of ourselves and the Cow Sporting Club. And they brought in one of their roulette wheels that we could use as the prop so we could do things legitimately and properly. So, to line four we go. Geraldine Carey's a Mallow. Geraldine, good morning. Good morning, Neil. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, Brenda Dennehy is going to spin the roulette wheel. If it lands on black, we've got your back. You get €250. If it lands on red, you're dead. And I move on. Is that okay with you? Perfect. Okay. Give it an old spin there, Bren, and let's see if it lands on a red or a black. So, spin the wheel. Oh, hold on, I that one. I knew I drew the, wrong, the first one wrong. And hold it was not as, it's not as if we were practicing. I know, hold on there, no. Right, hold on there. Spin it anti-clockwise. Right, okay, yeah. Hold on there, no. You never... You'd never get a job in the in the Macau. Well, I not. I don't want to go on. No, that's hours. good. All right, that was grand. That was red. 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 Sorry, Geraldine, you're Thank dead. You. Sorry Hi. about that. Colin is in Ballancolic. Colin. Hi, Neil. How are you? Give it a bigger spin, Bren. You know, oh, give Charlie it a, was like, doing that yesterday. Like, you said you didn't want to be here like, all day. Like, well, somewhere in the middle, <laughs> like, right, so like as if you're on, pushing up. a car. Right, okay. If it lands on black, two hundred and fifty for you. All right, Colin. Okay, brilliant. Red. Red, Red, you're dead. Red. Sorry, Colin. No okay. problem. Cheers, Thank my you. man. <laughs> Connor's <laughs> in Carrick too. Connor. Hello, how are you doing? She'll have a pain in the wrist after right, this. Okay. Now, give it a big spin. Okay, get a big right. lash okay. now. No. Place your bets. <laughs> black, black, Connor. Black two, black two. Black two. Connor. Yes, hello. Uh, can you hear me? I thought you collapsed. I can't. I can hear you fine, yeah, I can hear you great. All right, landed on Black Pass, so you got a 250 euro voucher courtesy of ourselves and one for all and the Macau Sporting Club, oh, all right? Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Thanks very much indeed. Delighted for you. Good luck. Thanks very much, Nate. Cheers, well Thanks. done. Sorry, Geraldine. Sorry, Connor. But, or sorry, Colin, I should say, but congratulations to Connor. We'll do that again between now and midday. Another 250 euro voucher for that. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 1850104106. Very busy. Thank you, Connor. He said he got his tickets for the Garth Brooks concerts. Then he went about his business trying to book a hotel room in Dublin for the event. And he said, well, he uses language that I won't repeat, but he said, you know, with regards to hotel prices going up uh, for a gig, he says, this is the finest you'll ever come across. Uh, at the Red Cow Moran Hotel, he checked different weekends and he said, 758 euro for the weekend of the Garth Brooks concert, 500 euro more than it is the following weekend. He said there is absolute madness ruling the hotel sector at the moment and they want people to support them. Shame on them for using opportunities like the Garth Brooks concert to scalp people on prices. So the weekend of the Garth Brooks gig, 758 euro. Any other weekend or the weekend after the Garth Brooks gig, €258. You just couldn't make it up. Actually, can I just mention that I just got a press statement sent in to me as well uh, from Councillor Ken O'Flynn. He's just launched this press statement and he said he's calling on Aiken Productions to engage with the GAA in Cork to bring a further Garth Brooks concert to Parky Cueve. He said the demands for tickets today has been overwhelming and that we can see firsthand witness the disappointment of so many fans who didn't get tickets. He says, I'm asking Peter Aiken and the representatives of Garth Brooks 
to consider another concert in the GA grounds at Parky Cueve. And he said this would be an ideal opportunity for Irish people to have another bite at the cherry. You know, he goes on to say many other different things. But what he's asking for is a Garth Brooks gig on Leaside to add another gig and do it down in Parky Cueve. Don't know whether that will take off or not, but at least um, he's given it a shot. They may say yes. They're going to be in the country anyway. It would sell out, no bother. Let's see what happens in that regard. Uh, today is Black Friday, um, so it's your opportunity to go out and support local businesses. And I don't want to sound preachy, but please do if you can. Keep the lights on, keep people in jobs, and keep the shops open. Uh, it's your chance to do something because, you know something, you could run into all sorts of difficulties buying online today and Cyber Monday because you could get extra duties, VAT, and customs added on, particularly if you're getting stuff coming in from the UK. Uh, Carly, good morning. Hi, good morning. What happened? Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm American. I'm from the States. And I haven't bought anything online recently. But uh, this has nothing to do with online shopping. Uh, my mother has sent me a Christmas package, you know, gifts and stuff for Christmas. And uh, I got a customs charge in the mail yesterday of... Their value of the customs fee was 241 euro, and I'm being asked to pay about 60 euro in customs fees. They valued the Christmas box contents, did they? Yeah, the contents of the box. When I called yesterday on, uh, I called on post yesterday to wonder why they valued it at such a high, high price. And they said that they take the uh, contents that... My mother had labeled it at the worth of, like, what was $130? And they also took the postage fee that my mother paid and put that on top of it. That is now what they're doing to gain their, to, you Mm. know, gather up their customers. No, I know it has nothing to do with buying online, but it is an example of what people will get when it comes to a customs fee. You'd be buying online as well, and you'd be having to deal with those customers. What's in the box? I mean, you don't, they haven't given it to you yet, have they? No, I, I've paid it, but I have to receive it. So I've only received the charge yesterday, and I just thought it was outrageous. Uh, and the fact that, like, we didn't know anything about, like, an extra fee on top of it for a gift, you know? Yeah, and do you and know what's, do you know what's would, in it that would have a charge uh, like that? No, it's just, get, you know, it's like stuff from home. It's like a care package in a sense. You know, things that I grew up with, my husband likes. You know, it's just Christmas gifts and such. My mom... My, my mom, I guess, didn't. But we don't. We didn't know to yeah. value it. Like, but they, I mean, they if she had put down no commercial value, would it have sailed through? Uh, no, no. There's no commer- Like, it's not a commercial package. I didn't buy it from someone. My mom bought all the items herself. She told the the post office what that you know how when you go and do customs, you have to tell them what every item's worth and and all that, and then all the items that are in the package. And so you pay it at that. the door then? Was it, How much was it? Did you say 59 euro? Did you pay it? No, 59 euro. No, you have to pay it online or go into a post office to pay it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's... How do you avoid that? What's the value that a gift has to be under? Uh, they, when we talked to Unpost yesterday, they said with the what's inside the package, what they label it as worth, and as well as on top of what the package postage. is. Postage. Postage. 45 euro or less from anywhere outside of the EU. Okay, so anything that's coming in from outside of the EU, the gift and the postage is, the, po- the gift is valued, the postage is added, they have to come to under 45 euro or there will yep. be a customs fee. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that's good advice for people. It really and truly is. But listen, it's paid for now. You know, you'll think yeah. you'll, you'll know better next time. Um, yep. I, had to get my, I had to tell my mom and my dad, don't send me packages unless you can... Uh, They'll make sure they're 45 or less. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Do you get back at all for Christmas? Uh, I haven't been back, obviously, since before COVID. Uh, but uh, I do plan on going next year. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed on that one. I hear you I heard you yeah. just met an Irishman, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound very excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love him to bits. <laughs> Or maybe he might go back and visit your family, move the relationship on next year. What do you think? Yeah, we have my sister's wedding, so we'll be oh. going back to that. Good luck for that. Cheers, Carly. Thanks. Take care. Happy Christmas. I know it's a little early, but happy Christmas all the same. Um, a lot of texts and emails on different topics over the past couple of days. Here's a lovely one, actually, because she says, my heart is absolutely bursting. I can't cope. Can you please say a huge thank you to the angel, Lisa, and her colleagues in Argos? I have so much gratitude for the staff at Argos. I am the happiest mum in the world right now. You probably want to know why. She says, I took a chance yesterday morning and asked if there were any spare PlayStation 5s lying around or could I reserve one? She told me she'd have a look and oh my God, I was at the counter. My eyes filled up. I was an emotional wreck. When she said she had one that wasn't picked up, I nearly passed out. I nearly bought one last night on Dundee for 800 euro. I was that desperate. Thank God I didn't. You see, my little girl is type 1 diabetic and is suffering from long COVID. She suffered desperately with dizziness and fell down the stairs. Our doctor said he's our youngest long COVID patient. She's out of school a month and is waiting for a halter monitor for her heart. January is when she'll get it and until then she'll have to suffer with blackouts. I truly believe in good karma. What you put out to you will come back to you in unexpected ways. So thank you, thank you, thank you to the kindness of the Argos staff. She asked me not to give out her details, but it really is a lovely story. And well done to the Argos staff for helping you out there. I hope to God whoever hadn't picked it up goes back to get it and finds that it's been sold. That's a story, I suppose, for another day. And a fast one here. Um, many people wondering about uh, different events that are happening that lead into Christmas. And I mentioned earlier on Penny Dinners. Now, just a fast one. Dylan Brickley was in touch. He said himself and Corey Power, they're cork buskers. They're doing a busking session on December 4th outside Bron Thomas for Penny Dinners. Now, I'm not sure what day of the week that is because I don't have a calendar in front of me. It's probably next weekend, not this weekend, or next weekend. So please give a mention on the show. It would be great to let the people of Cork know that we're going to be playing outside Bron Thomas and if they can give us any few bob we will pass it on to Penny Dinner so well done to Dylan and to Corey on that one lines open 1850 104 106 you can text 0868 104 106 I'm Lana O'Connor Red FM News is first for local national and international news and you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. All right. Uh, quite a lot happening on air these days, which is great, uh, particularly with regards to giveaways. It's very positive. So we have a 250 euro Tesco gift card every day this week. And you know by now, if you're a loyal, regular listener, that it's based on a shopping list that I give out, a different one every single morning. So here it is again. Don't call just yet. But if you need, if you've missed one or two already, pick them up this time round. So this is the shopping list that I want you to read back to me just before midday for a 250 euro Tesco gift card. Okay, here we go. Tesco free range eggs. Kellogg's Rice Krispies. A bottle of 7-Up. 
Brioche rolls. Listerine. Packet of red Tesco napkins. Southern fried chicken bites. And mince pies for dogs. You want to be, you want to be very careful where you store mince pies for dogs. That you don't confuse them with mince pies for adults. You pop them in the oven, heat them up with a bit of ice cream. <laughs> and eat them. Stranger things have happened, I suppose. All right, so I'll do that again uh, in about uh, half an hour's time for the final time. Then we'll open the phone lines. Meanwhile, can you please play a compliment to the CUH A&D and the step-down unit? They went above and beyond the call of duty yesterday to get a birthday cake to celebrate my mother's 94th birthday. It's very much appreciated, as I know they're under severe pressure as it is. Only one person can visit her, and we are keeping to the COVID rules. Isn't that the loveliest thing? The CUH A&D and step-down unit went out of their way for a ma'am at 94 celebrating a birthday in hospital to get a birthday cake. I mean, that's just awesome. And one other issue then regarding our hospitals, because I was reading out texts earlier on. Neil, the information uh, about hospital units not having windows open is incorrect. I manage a hospital unit and we have no humidifiers, but we have our room windows open all day, every day. And that came from a nurse manager. So thank you for that. Lines open, one 850 You can pick up the phone and get in touch because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to spin that roulette wheel again now in the next 10 minutes. So get dialing on that one because otherwise I'll run out of time a little later on. So in association with uh, the Macau Sporting Club, we have uh, vouchers to give away every day. These are the... Um, uh, one for all vouchers, 250 euro. You get to have a spin of the wheel. Brenda will spin it for you. If it lands on black, you win. If it lands on red, you're dead. So get dialing now. We'll take three callers, one eight fifty one zero four one zero six, and we'll spin that wheel in about five or six minutes' time. Meanwhile, we were talking earlier in the week about dockers and commemorating the dockers and putting up some kind of a memorial to the dockers on the south jetty. Um, when all of this uh, fantastic 350 million euro worth of work is done and the buildings go up, um, you know, and O'Callaghan properties are behind all of that. I won't go back through all of that. I did it earlier in the week. Um, and we need some memorial to them because, of course, it was their workplace. And they brought all of the freight and all of the shipping came in and a lot of it went out as well. Don't even talk about what went out during the famine from 1845 to 1850. Don't get me started on that and people starving. Um, but hopefully that will now happen. Prompted a call. Lovely, lovely text actually from Con. Con, good morning. Hello Neil, how are you doing? Fair play to you. Now I know it's great, always great to chat with you because you're always full of great stories but you just wanted to pick up on that although rail is more your thing but it, this story has more to do with um, as, did you visit Pearl Harbour? It, yeah, I actually heard that gentleman the other night talking about um, uh, the old head of Kinsale and the names on the monument. There's there, a beautiful Lusitania there. Museum there and what would have yes. been, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the old Napoleonic Towers. Yes, I believe so. Now, I haven't been out to see this, um, the old head yet, but I did visit Pearl Harbor to visit the, um, the memorial of the USS Arizona. It happened in uh, 1941 on a Sunday morning yeah. when the Japanese came and caught him asleep. And, of course, there were 2,000 people that died on that morning. But there was about 1,100 1, died on the USS Arizona and the monument is absolutely beautiful to, to look at and those bodies are still actually on that USS Arizona and I just picked up on the I name just w- w- wind back up again what do you mean they're still on board talk to me about that the bodies are still on the USS Arizona when they, when, they, when the Japanese uh, obviously they, it, when, they, when it sank they left it as a gravesite did they Con? that's correct yes. my it god 
Yes, it is. But I looked, then I, because it's a beautiful building, a, 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 a building, it's an archway over the, over the USS Arizona. And I just looked at the names and all the names of the casualties are on, on, on the memorial. And I picked up on the Irish names. There was quite a few Irish names there, which I shouldn't be surprised after mm. all the immigration, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there was actually a name, Neil um, Neil Jeremiah Lucy. That's actually Lucy, as you know, is my is my surname. Yeah, and he he was from New Jersey. But it was quite interesting how they put all these names up for people to see. And it's actually anybody who's in Honolulu. If you're ever there, you should really go and see it. You know, it's a, yeah, and it, I I haven't been to Hawaii, and I, I but I'm, I appreciate what you're telling me. But I have seen the 9/11 memorial. Uh, down at the old Twin Towers site that came down, of course, oh, yes, on, yes, on 9-11. Too, yeah. All of yeah. the names are there. And mother of God, the amount of Irish names, it's it's yes, frightening. Yes. Frightening. Yeah, um, so look, it's, it's um, that's, that's, that, look, not everybody, I suppose, goes, goes to Honolulu. Sorry, my man, you still there? No, I yeah. lost him. You still, yeah. Sorry, Con, you're still there, yeah. So it would be nice to do something like that. I mean, you know... I mean, we're not talking yes. about any kind of tragedies down on the South Key, but it would be nice to memorise the, or to commemorate I, the I daughter. actually, look, I, I walked on the Inner Salon for a short period. I, I came into Cork on a coal ship, the cargo coal. There was a docker strike. That was interesting. And I have to say this to you. I met a lot of the dockers there. Extremely funny and witty people. They have a talent that you won't find everywhere I know, in the world. I know. They were know. witty hard-working people, and they had a sense of humour that they carried with them as well. Great yeah. people. Yeah, and they just don't want to be forgotten or those that have gone they before never them. Forget. They can be forgotten, and they shouldn't be forgotten. Look, there's plenty of money about for some things. It wouldn't cost an awful money, to, a lot of money to put up something for these these people. You're the man. Good to chat, Con. Mind yourself, all right? Cheers, pal. Good weekend. Take care, Bye. you Bye. too. Take Bye. care. Lots of texts. I was a pupil at Greenmount School in the 80s. It was roasting every morning. To be fair to the Presentation <laughs> Brothers, the radiators well on full blast, and at 11 o'clock we all got a cup of hot cocoa and we got an iced bun they never asked for contributions like schools do now they just did it out of kindness that was Greenmount in the 80s I had the same situation with the classroom being cold my son is in 6th year can it concentrate constantly cold especially this week morning as far as I know if the temperature drops below 17 degrees in classrooms teachers can refuse to teach it's in the teachers union rules well I haven't heard that happening what I have heard is this new variant coming out of South Africa uh, unfortunately the 59 record cases of the variant so far in South Africa Hong Kong as well and Botswana and they've closed down all of flights out of South Africa and other countries besides way down in the south of the uh, of the um, of Africa itself into the UK and places like uh, uh, Ireland as well well I don't think we have direct flights so they're trying to get a handle on how bad this could actually be um, so I think uh, you know we need to kind of be very very aware of what could be coming down the track. I don't want to be alarmist in any way, shape or form. Uh, lines open at one 106 Back after the break, and we have Adrian standing by, Abina and Pauline, all ready to roll. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. All right, Brenda's back in studio at the roulette wheel. What are you saying? Playing havoc with your nails. I nearly broke an acrylic nail over the thing. <laughs> Because I'm paranoid. You told me yesterday, don't throw, do we be here all day with those spins. <laughs> so I'm paranoid. You should never get a job. In it. Would you like a job as, at the weekends as a croupier? I wouldn't mind going to Vegas doing it, like, you know. <laughs> no clocks in Vegas, do you know that? Uh, no. no. No clocks. Is it to make you stay on yeah, the tables longer? Okay, yeah. well, stay away from go. them. Adrian Murphy. Hang on, Adrian. 
Morning, Neil. How are you? You're in Dublin. There's no way I'm giving somebody in Dublin a 250 all for one voucher. Ah, uh, sure, I'm a fantastic man, Neil. You know, I'm just uh, I'm exiled up here as well. Oh, is that right? So you're actually a Cork man exiled in Dublin, is it? Oh, 100%. All yeah. right, that's okay. I'll, I'll accept that. Okay, we're going to spin the wheel. If it lands on black, we've got your back. A 250 euro one for all voucher. If it lands on red, you're dead. And move on to the next. Can you just rattle my screen there, Seamus? It's just died on me. Thank you. Okay, so you're ready for that now? Yeah, Neil. No okay, order. Brenda, give it a spin black, there black, and see how black it goes. For the Jackine. Black for the Jackine. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Jesus, it's going to fly out the window. The way. It's going to fly out the window the way you spin them. Oh, black, black. Well done. <laughs> for our Dublin, black, for our Corkman exiled in Dublin, you won. You landed on black, Adrian. So you get a two hundred and fifty-one for all voucher. <laughs> Thanks very much, Neil. Can I just wish the Belhasic footballers best of luck as well to in the first ever county final there for the club. Fair play to them. The well done. Okay, well done Thanks to them. Much, Hang on a second, just before you go, under no circumstances are you to spend that two hundred and fifty euro in Dublin, do you hear me? Oh, not at all. I'll be back down to Patch Street spend it. Maybe Either you spend it in Cork or you send it down to the family to spend it in Cork, all right? Absolutely. Thanks very much. Cheers, Neil. pal. Take care. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, listen, Free Food Friday, your last opportunity. You've got 10 minutes now to text who you are and where you are to 0868-104-106 because I'll be doing the last blast of shout-outs and then we move on. Just one fast one. I love these great stories and Janice sent me another lovely great story. I wanted to let you know a good news story. Two weeks ago, my dad was taken to hospital. He also has COVID. As you can imagine, the worry and stress of not being able to visit or mind him was unreal. Dad loves his paper first thing in the morning and someone mentioned that the Mercy Hospital shop delivers. I rang and spoke to John in the shop and honestly he is one of the nicest, kindest people I've ever had the pleasure of dealing with. His online payment system was down so he told me don't worry we'll sort out the money at a later stage and he delivered the paper and anything else dad needed every morning to his bed bright and early. I sent him a text over a week later and asked him what I owed and he said it was 6.45. I transferred a tenner. John texted me back immediately to say he put the balance into the Mercy Foundation Fund. He's just really one of Cork's greatest people and he really deserves a shout out. In a time of worry and stress, he was just the perfect medicine. Thank you, Janice. You know what? I wonder if John knows that he made all of the difference to you and your family with your dad in the mercy by just doing that kind gesture for the days of the week that your dad was in. I don't know whether your dad is still there, whether he's still getting the paper. I assume he's out at this stage. But he went out of his way to deliver the paper to his bed every single morning. And you know what? He trusted and relied on it that you'd come back to pay him. And you did. Took nothing for his troubles. Gave the benefit, the base, the, the, the difference in the change to the benefit of the Mercy Foundation Fund. That's a fabulous story. Well done for it. I love those. Keep them coming. Keep those stories. Text and email the stories that come across your into your life. Email Neil at uh, redfm.ie. Mick Mulcahy is here next week, so I hope you'll have an opportunity to share some of them. Back after the break. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Okay, while I'm away, get your emails in for Just Like Home hampers, right? You can garter them yourself directly for loved ones overseas, justlikehome.ie. But I've got a dozen or so to give away and maybe even more to send around the world to your loved ones. You've got to tell me their story. Where are they? Who are they? Share the, not, share the love 
Uh, email neil at uh, redfm.ac got working on that over the weekend what's in the hampers tato cheese and onion meanies hula hoops barry's tea lion's tea cadbury's whispers nor curry sauce nor farmhouse vegetable soup cadbury's fingers loads of cadbury's uh, the fingers the purple snacks the large dairy milk the crunchies the curly whirlies the love hearts and the cadbury's medium selection boxes and that's got lots of chocolate in them so we've got all of those uh, to do but it's all based on you guys getting in touch by email to neil at uh, redfm.ac who's overseas they'd love to send the hamper to or indeed you might be overseas listening to this so email neil at redfm.ie as soon as they start coming in I imagine Mick will start reading out the emails as well next week so get working on that but today's a big day because today's the day really that people are seriously looking at buying a Christmas tree many people and it's the way it is in our house maybe it's yours as well that we get the tree for the toy show so that'll happen later on today big excitement has to be up and done and everything what can you do you just go with the flow so with Christmas trees in mind. I was reading earlier in the week that there's a bit of grief when it comes to the Makia ones coming in from overseas because of freight and supply um, because they say they were saying there recently that um, artificial Christmas trees may not be restocked after the current supply run out because a lot of them come from art from like Asia uh, and like a lot of the toys as well there'll be shortage on not Santi's ones he's making those of the North Pole but there are all sorts of supply chain issues. And then I heard um, that because of the weather that we've had, um, that um, there might even be problems with real Christmas trees uh, because of uh, a very, very, the very mild climate and how it might affect, you know, how long they might last and stuff like that. But anyway, Damien is uh, the head horticulturist at Hanley's. And I believe, if I'm right, that they got a visit this morning, uh, a visit of uh, their first supply of Christmas trees. Damien, good morning. Good morning, Neil. These are the real ones now, not the Makia ones you got this morning, is it? No, I'm standing in the car park looking at about 20 or 30 real Christmas trees. They're looking beautiful and full. And where did, full as in, as in, as in healthy looking fellas, yeah? Yeah, they're a real nice dark green, the lush green that you would expect from a, a good locally grown Christmas tree. So where'd they come from? They come from West Cork. So we have a local supplier and so we'll have fresh trees in nearly every day of the week. And tell me this, how long How long would it take, say, uh, you know, just an average, what would it be like, maybe six foot, maybe seven foot Christmas tree to grow? Um, it's hard to say with growing conditions, but you're probably talking probably eight years minimum anyway. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, mm. and there's a lot of work in for the grower in between that as well, because like, he has to be shaping them, that there's a nice shape. You don't want them too wide or, or too gone, too skinny at the top. So every year the grower will be kind of pruning them and grooming them. So there's a lot of work goes into them. But even after that, that people are very finicky them. about their tree, aren't they? They are. Well, there's always a good side and a bad side, according to most people anyway. So it just depends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good side of it. It depends if it's going in the corner, it's going to be seen all around, which uh, which is best. Yeah. But generally, most people will find a tree that they're happy with. Yeah, yeah. But it's all just in your in the way you look at it with your eyes. Well, I think the rule of thumb is never take the first one or the second one or the third one or the fourth one. <laughs> and then just go back to the first one. <laughs> Whoever sells Christmas trees, yeah, I know, yeah. Whoever sells Christmas trees must have the patience of a saint, though, you know. Um, yeah, to... but it's good fun. It's a nice time of the year for the guys selling them as well, because it's a good bit of banter, like, with the customers and seeing how people yeah. describe the trees as well. Yeah, Some people yeah. don't like a bit of it. There's a bit of character to the stem as well. They want a very straight stem rather than a crooked stem where I know. people love a crooked stem because they can dress it up with tinsel or something as well. Alright, listen to me. I read in the examiner early in the week, it said, those who prefer the real tree may find it difficult to get a tree to uh, as recent mild weather is making them lose their needles faster. What does that mean? 
Um, well, I suppose traditionally trees would like to be grown this type of year in kind of colder conditions, but I suppose when they're kind of grown on the side of a mountain as well, it would be kind of a lot colder than it would be, say, around the city. Um, but the most important thing with any real Christmas tree is just to keep it well watered. So if you get the proper stand that holds the water reservoir for it, Hang and I suppose, and not to put it beside a piping hot radiator constantly. Yeah. Didn't you say last it. year to put seven up in it? Uh, you, quite possibly you have a great memory <laughs> <laughs> no that kind of stuck out I mean do you mix the 7 up with water or is it just 7 up uh, no you can mix it with water yeah it'll be fine yeah but the most important thing is that you just, again, every day or two that you top up your stand with water because the trees are fairly thirsty it's just when they're not getting enough water inside with the heat and the humidity that they can just start to go a little bit dry and brittle so you just have to be especially wary of that like they are non they are non-shed trees but like with anything if they're sitting beside a radiator constantly they will dry out regardless they do they say non-shed because of the insulation of homes now they do shed and well you know what they really do they droop don't they yeah they do yeah yeah so once you look after it you should it should be fine until after Christmas like after Christmas you will always see a few needles coming off them but that's purely natural you can't um you can't get away from that side of a, a real Christmas tree. It's really. not. It's not too early, is it? It's. I mean, it's still technically. Like, it's still November, you know. But I suppose you know the toy show kind of dictates a lot, doesn't it? It does. All right. Yeah. And okay. Like even driving around, like you, you do see some people have their trees up already now. But you obviously can't tell if it's real or artificial when it's in someone's house. But people are starting to get them up a lot earlier this year. All right. You have a full range of the Mackie ones as well. Not your department. You like stuff to come no. out of the ground, not in a ship from yeah. China. Yeah. No. There's actually the lads are here unloading a, a van load of artificial trees there now. At the minute it's the same every year like certain tree artificial trees will sell out quicker than others it's just whatever people find the most popular do you know what we I, have loads, do, do know what loads I, of artificial trees in stock do you know what I saw recently it might have been on your website actually I saw Machia trees that have the lights on them already isn't that a real yeah. time saver uh, it is yeah yeah, people uh, do buy some pre-lit ones, all right. But then, uh, sorry, now they're selling it to you beside me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I won't, I won't keep you. Just one final thing. You are aware that the guards are on red alert all over the country, cracking down on thieves, particularly in Wicklow. Apparently, they have helicopters in the sky and everything, and they have checkpoints and nightly patrols. Apparently, there's big business in robbing Christmas trees, literally oh, cutting you- them down. Yeah, you could imagine, yeah, people, yeah, because they can sell them out the back of their van in a car park or somewhere. They can just kind of temporarily set up and sell 20 trees and they could have a few hundred euro there for themselves. That's off the back it. Of someone else's hard work. Bad and form. And of course, we have, if people like the real ones, we have them potted growing as well. So um, well done, we have kid. them kind of from about a foot up to about four feet high. Here's the, touchy, so here's the, touchy, here's the touchy question. What's the price of a Christmas tree this year? Uh, they're starting at 40 euros. <laughs> That's a great then, investment. Depending, on, depending yeah. on the size then after that. Good stuff. All the way from West yeah. Cork. i let you get back to it. You're probably getting in the way okay. there, Damien. Drive on, uh, pal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they're giving out to me. Cheers. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Check out later. Henley's at the uh, Kinsale Road roundabout. They've got the indoor shop and they're doing beautiful, beautiful stuff this Christmas as always. Des, good morning. How is it going? Can I hear tell you've got five acres of the stuff growing, do you? Well, I don't. I don't have five acres. Yes, but not. you know, you know of someone near you, is it? Uh, that's right. Yeah, there's smuffies too here in McCroom. They're about five acres, probably even more. <laughs> have they cut them down yet? Oh, they have. Yeah, there's they're taken out there by uh, trailers and trucks and everything. All right, and have you bought one? No, 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 no. I do them. I know probably. Uh, probably next week. I say as a McCroom man, you'll probably go out and cut down your own one, will you? 
Be careful with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that for six days. <laughs> he, he wrote to me. For fuck's sake, he cut their legs off me. All right, well, let people know. We've let people know then if they're yeah, in the McGruder. There, yeah, there's, there's, there's Christmas trees down, down, down the town, right? In Frank Clark's, and then you're selling for thirty euros. Well, there you go. So, and and are the lights on in McCroom? Uh, they're on uh, today. They're on tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah, they're on tomorrow night. All right. Well, hopefully everybody yeah. will have fun with the with the lighting up of McCroom. All right. Yeah. Mind yourself, okay. Des. Cheers. There's loads and loads and loads and loads of Christmas trees. All right. No shortage of them. Contrary to what you'll read in the newspapers. Back after the break on one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Talk to Neil Prinderville now. 1851 Red FM. Every single day I attempt to go back to our Cork's best husband or Cork's best partner or Cork's best dad. Do you remember I did that? I mean, it must be over two weeks ago when we did that. And I have a ream of emails here, but every single day it gets away from me. And it's going to get away from me again. We have great prizes for it. We have dinner for two in the Met. We've got a beautiful, smart, casual outfit from Simply Suits to give away. We've got some wonderful, wonderful prizes. Dinner for two in the New York Bar Restaurant. Vouchers for Curraheen Park Greyhound Stadium with dinner. We've got gym membership from Oriel. We've got mini valets from Revive Me Car Wash and Valeting in the Marina. But I haven't come back to it, and my apologies for that. It's actually going to be... Um imagine week after next but I haven't forgotten about it so if you did email on that don't worry I will be returning to it I just haven't had the time to go back to it it's been that busy so I need to drive on uh, we could do a lot more than three hours in the morning I can tell you uh, f- last batch of shout outs now for our free food Friday to Finton Ford Carpentry to everybody at Dermody Dental Practice in Evergreen to Cork Distribution in Little Island who are listening Iron Fallon Late Night Pharmacies listening as well to everybody at one at Bar One Racing uh, Betting Office in Turner's Cross to the West Cork Model Village in Clonakilty working hard for their opening night of the Polar Express. Imagine that's tonight. Good luck with it, lads. Listener Brain Engineering in Mitchellstown are listening. Scannell's Pharmacy in Ballinine. Everybody working at Chubb. Uh, hi, say also hi to the hardworking staff at O'Hurley's Bacon and Ballancolic. SOS Recovery and Bl- in Blarney would love pizza. So are the staff and teachers at Canovi National School. Beaumont Boys School in uh, Beaumont would love pizza because they're looking after the students in these hard, hard times. Unifar. Uh, morning, especially to, jo- to Joy at Unifar, who's finishing up today to get married on Wednesday. Uh, Trevor Toolhire in Victoria Road, Koshowing uh, Residential Centre in Yall, and finally OML Ventilation, Joe's Edge staff and clients, and O'Leary O'Sullivan Developments on site at um, Coppinger's Fields. Now, we need to pick a winner. So, Oak Fire Pizza will feed 15 of you with six large pizzas, garlic bread, potatoes, drinks, dips and desserts. Feed 15 of you. If there's not 15 there, then you can share it with the business next door or share the love. Um, so, six large, large pizzas. And this week's Free Food Friday winners, thank you, Brenda. O'Leary Insurance Company, Lockmahan House in Black Rock. Working so hard and they'd love lunch for the team. Thank you, Michelle, for listening and texting. Congratulations. So pizza for all of you guys at O'Leary Insurance at uh, Mahan House in Black Rock. Enjoy it. Piping hot pizza and all of the sides. So good luck with that. Lines open at 1850-104-106. I will give you one more opportunity now. Uh, to hear my shopping list and then open the phone lines. This is a 250 euro Tesco gift card. So here's the shopping list for the last and final time. Our phone lines will be open then and you can uh, get on the air and whoever gets to read it back to me in the correct order wins the prize, a 250 Tesco gift card. So here it is for the final time. Tesco free range eggs, Kellogg's Rice Krispies, 7-Up, Brioche Rolls. What the heck are they? 
Listerine. Packet of red Tesco napkins. Southern fried chicken bites and the mince pies for dogs. All right, get dialing now, 1-850-104-106. I told you earlier this morning, today is the day that the boys and girls of Cher start to do their thing. And as always, at this time of the year, we have a couple of the Cher volunteers from different Cork schools in studio just to tell us exactly what they're doing and how life is going for them and those they look after. And we have Sarah and we have Ronan. Now, Sarah, you're, with, you're from Christ the King, so welcome. Thank you. Good to see you. And Ronan, you're from St. Aidan's. Hi. So today is the day. Uh, this is the 51st year. Am I right, Aidan? 51 of them? Yeah, that's right. Okay, it's an incredible undertaking year in, year out. You all ready to go? What will happen today? Um, so today is Yellow Day. Yellow Day, yeah. Yeah. Jump so. in anytime you want, Sarah. What's Yellow Day? <laughs> um... So everyone in the schools are going to try and wear yellow today just to w- raise awareness for um, Cher and everything that we're starting from now till around December. For the and the awareness is to do with, certainly over the last 20, 22 months of the isolation of the elderly, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you visit, don't you? You have people that you look after personally. Yeah, so every Wednesday um, I go to Dunreach in town and we go to that complex and visit the people living there in the mm. residence. What has it taught you, do you mind me asking? Um, I actually really did not know how bad it was back in last year, especially, and the isolation that these residents were in if they didn't have any um, relatives or anything to come visit them. Mm. Mm. Um, so they were just alone in their rooms, and that's completely horrible. Mm. So it's great seeing the smiles on their face every Wednesday when we come in to see them. You even burst into a big smile when you said that. <laughs> yeah, you clearly enjoy it. Yeah, I love it every Wednesday. Everyone there is so lovely, um, especially one person, Tim. Um, I go in there and we speak Osquilga, and he was talking to us about the uh, history of Irish and how the language has changed since he was a young boy <laughs> in um, Creeskree, um, right across from um, Creeskeen. And it was great. He's just, everyone there is amazing. And I guess you also get to talk to others who love to share their life. I hear, I hear tell you bring them sweeties and mints and everything like that. Yeah. Um, some <laughs> Sneak them <of> in. <laughs> um, if, they're, if they need anything from the shop, they can just ask us and then we'll go down and get some. And just, just on Wednesday, right before we went in, we got some um, m- uh, milk... Milk mints? Milky some, mints. Milky mints um, for one lady there and she was lovely. <laughs> Made all the difference to her. A yeah. gift like that. Do you do a lot of that as well, Ronan? Would the guys and gals in St. Aidan's do something similar? Uh, yeah, we do. We have a complex down in Blackpool and we visit that every Wednesday as well. Because I heard, I heard that you were busy partying during the week and eating Cadbury's <laughs> Roses or something. What was that about? Yeah, um, <laughs> we decided to have a little bit of a Christmas party last Wednesday. So all of us that were there, there's, um, there's boys from Prez and there's girls from Mount Mercy and there's two of us from St. Aidan's. And we all put on um, Christmas jumpers and went down there and we brought down a speaker and played Christmas oh, music and we man. put up the Christmas tree. I am just so impressed by what you guys do every year. And you, you you pick up the mantle from kids that I've been talking to in radio studios for the last 35 years. Yeah, You know, people who are grown and almost good nearly re- retirement age. And every single year, it just happens automatically. But that's fierce work goes on in the background, isn't there? Yeah, there's loads. I mean, I was just looking at everything that's been built down through the years, since 1970s, since, wasn't it Brother Jerome started it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about over 50 years of 140 homes at seven different locations, hundreds of clients, um, hot meals, fun activities, visits from students on their own time. It's an incredible undertaking, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. And it's, it's just a great thing to be a part of as well. 
you know it's just like it's like you learn yeah. a lot and it's you make a lot of friends it's brilliant what's this new um, endeavour that you have which is I think did I read somewhere but say hello to someone you know yeah that's mm. a slogan this year for um, Share, and it's just to say hello to someone you know just um, make sure everyone has someone to talk to and that they're not feeling alone more so than ever now Exactly. Yeah, more so than ever. And do you have anything particular planned now? Oh, hang on a second. Only you're going on a fast, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we're going to be <laughs> yeah. going on a 24-hour fast in uh, Patrick Street. It'll be. We'll be doing it in shifts that we'll be standing outside the crib, but yeah. we'll all be fasting for the 24 hours. Who's on the first shift? <laughs> we don't know. We haven't got that far yet. Yeah. What, what happens? <coughs> I know I ask this question a lot, but at the end of the 24-hour fast... Where do the students go? Is it like McDonald's, Hillbillies, Pizza? <laughs> I'd say that I'd say they'd be the first options, yeah. all right. <laughs> so are the you're out collecting from today? Uh, no, today is Yellow Day, so yellow we'll day? be we, we're collecting in schools today that everyone's yeah. going to wear yellow. And, and then when will people? Because everybody associates share with Christmas time. When will that kick off? Uh, that will be the fifteenth of December this no. year. So it's a bit of it's a bit of a run into that yet. Yeah. yeah, but you're in early this year to talk about Yellow Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because just because um, there probably be less people in town this year with um, COVID and everything. Not everyone might want to go in and do physical shopping in town. So we just thought it was important to do a collection at schools for people who might not want to go to town but still want to donate. So in my school, anyways, we um, had people wearing their share jackets and holding the collection boxes at every entrance of the school. Then teachers and students and anyone could just drop in whatever they would like. Can you hit the shopping centres at all? Sorry? Can you hit the shopping centres? Can you get out of the city for collections? Um, I, I wouldn't think so. I think yeah. it's just in town. The city yeah. is as your domain. As far as we know anyway. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. But if people don't want to go to town, they can donate online. It's sharecork.org slash donations. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, everything's moving online. Why not? Yeah. 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 And get money and drive in the traffic online. You don't necessarily have to meet people in the city. Are you, how are you doing in school? Are you cold? <laughs> yeah, it's cold, all right. In the school. Yeah. It's cold with the windows open and everything. It's yeah, crazy. with the ventilation, the new rules and stuff. In spite of everything, both of you have beaming smiles. It's great for you to pop in. Good luck with today, uh, Yellow Day, and good luck when you kick off in full uh, in a couple of weeks' time. It's going to be fantastic to see you back on the streets of Cork. So well done. Thanks for calling in. Thank yeah, you. thanks a million. Lovely to see you both. That's two of the share kids. Well, I shouldn't call you kids. It's demeaning to call you kids. I don't know how to do that. Two of the share school guys, uh, Sarah and Ronan. Sarah from Christ the King and Ronan from St. Aidan. So, um, you know, I've just given you uh, forearmed, or forewarned is forearmed. They'll kick off uh, fully uh, around about the 15th of, uh, of December. But they are already taking donations online and indeed at schools for their yellow day today. November 26th. Lines open 1850-104-106. You can text 0868-104-106. Denise is on the South Douglas Road. Good morning. Hi there. How are you keeping? Good. How are you? I'm well. Have you got that list organised? I do, I think. All right. Let me see how you get on with it then, shall we? Um, ideally in the right order for me now, okay? Yeah. Okay, so get this right and I'll give you a 250 euro Tesco gift card and you can spend it on whatever you wish. Off you go in your own time. Okay. Um, Tesco, Tesco free range eggs, Kellogg's Rice Krispies, bottle of 7-Up, Tesco brioche rolls, Listerine, packet of red Tesco napkins, southern fried chicken bites, and mince pies for ducks. Well done. Please take your change. Notes are dispensed below the scanner. Not a bother to you. Did you do it all yourself, incidentally, Denise? 
I did, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that means you get to keep the 250 euro Tesco gift card for yourself. Well done, well done. Lovely. Enjoy, all right? Thank you. Look Cheers. after yourself. Thank Cheers. You. Congratulations. And thanks for Tesco for coming on board this week. We had a lot of fun with the 250 euro vouchers. Um, this is a, a mystery voice again today, our cryptic clue for Gronenbrough Credit Union. Know your north side. It's your opportunity to scoop uh, another 200 euro. Uh, this is cash, lads. You can spend this anywhere. So if you know your north side, this shouldn't present much of a problem. Mind you, they are, I think they are tough because the clues are very short. Do you know your north side? Have a listen to this. Huh? <laughs> can, I, can I give any hints on this, incidentally? Probably not allowed. Television. Television. That's as much as I can tell you. Get dialing on that. one 850 Know your north side with Gronenbrough Credit Union is worth two hundred euros. So off you go in that one. Lines open at one eight fifty one oh four one oh six. You can text O eight six eight one oh four one oh six. Earlier in the week we were doing stuff on um, runaway knock and kids knocking on people's doors and what have you. Uh, with that in mind, I didn't get to all of the texts and some of them were quite interesting. Please, please, please stop calling it runaway knock. It's always been known as knock and run. Since the early nineties it's been knock and run. Do you knock and run or do you knock and run? We're sitting here at work listening, pulling our hair out. We never heard of it being called Runaway Knock. Love the show other than that. In all fairness, like, I didn't know that it had changed from Runaway Knock to Knock and Run. In my day, it was always Runaway Knock. But it's amazing how things change. Everything's changing, isn't it? I do believe that Runaway Knock is not the worst prank that kids can be up to, you know. But it can be frightening to the victim. I consider it a type of victimization. It's actually bullying. Where in society is acceptable for anyone to be annoyed or frustrated? It shows a complete lack of respect for people. It also tends to involve gang mentality and daring, which, as we all know, can result in all sorts of antisocial behavior. Maybe suspension from school is not the solution, but this behavior does need to be dealt with, says Michelle, who's not a fan of knock and run. Actually, forget about it. It's runaway knock. I'm sure everyone has done knock and run at some point in their life. Tried an old person near me and the kids used to knock her all of the time because she was reacting to them. They kept going back. She see, You see, she was always roaring at them. And the more she roared, the more they did it. If you don't take a blind bit of noses of them, they have no challenge and they will just stop and go somewhere else. It's just a bit of fun, really. All part of growing up. Somebody else says the kids will be kids. There's no malice intended with the runaway knock and to punish children for being honest about what they did is disgraceful. Another one. Why don't parents correct their children or take them to activities rather than hanging around the street corners, terrorizing people? Maybe then the school won't have to correct them. Their cards are marked for secondary school now. So that's just a selection. My apologies if I don't get to all of the rest of them. Let me see. I mean, we bizarrely might have a winner already for Annoyer Northside. Chloe. Hi, how are you? You're in Black Rock. I am. Any Northside in you at all? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single bit. In spite spite of that, have a listen to this. Do you know your north side? Can I say my answer? Yeah. Is it is it Billy Murphy? From? Um, the Young Offenders. How'd you know that? I don't know. I just knew. 
I couldn't think of the TV show then. I was like, oh my well God, done. what is the name of this I am TV so show? impressed that you got it on that tiny little snippet. This is Billy Murphy. No. 200 euro for you, courtesy of ourselves and the Grona Braher Credit Union, all right? Well done. Delighted for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. In case I run out of time um, and talking about Christmas trees all morning, it gives me another excuse to play what? A Christmas song. unbelievably fair I really am the kindest guy because I detest that song I think it's one of the worst Christmas songs I've ever ever heard it's just tacky but I play it nonetheless because I imagine you guys like it if it were me I'd have played the Brenda Lee version of it but there you have it nonetheless that means I won't have to play it ever again across the month of December which is something rocking around the Christmas tree talking about Christmas trees one final word before I leave you Mick Mulcahy's here next week Dennis O'Reardon is uh, from O'Reardon's Christmas Trees he's the man who's got the inside track on how healthy they are Dennis hello are they healthy they are very healthy and they're all in good shape to ready to go they are indeed. Okay, how long, did, how long did it take you to grow them? Around eight or nine years. Is it that long? Seven, from seven to ten. Right, and they're saying that because of the mild weather we've been having that the pines will be falling off. Is that true? Nobody knows. You won't know that until, until they're up for a while and Christmas comes, you won't know. How many did you grow? How many did you grow, Dennis? Oh, we, we, we plant them every year. Thousands? Oh yes, for sure. We, we we'd have thousands growing, but we wouldn't be planting thousands every year. I know, I know, I know, I know. Regular supply. And tell me, have you any tips then to maintain the old tree over the over the month well, of I, December? I would have, I would have. Uh, they don't like too much heat. They don't like stoves. And put have a stand that would hold the water. Yeah, yeah. You got to have yeah. a stand that takes water, don't you? Yeah, even a bucket, yeah. 20 cent or something like that. But keep water and something like sugar with it. They say 7-Up, but sugar is cheaper. Same <laughs> thing, like. Does the same job. How and, much uh, sugar and how often, like? Well, when you when you have filled your bucket, I uh, would uh, we'll say sand to keep it firm and standing and put about a half a gallon of water in it and then keep topping it up every couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, with a cup, with like a half a cup of sugar, is it? A bit less, maybe. Bit okay, less. a quarter of a cup and top it up with the water and the 7-Up and it'll last you right up until the 6th of January, is it? <laughs> oh, it wouldn't do this, it wouldn't do this. All right. Okay, well, I'm delighted. And have, are you shipping them out already, you are? Uh, yeah, we are. Well done. When uh, the toy show comes, uh, some people like to come up for the kids, you know? They do, don't they? That's the alarm clock for yeah. many people. It's the toy show. And today's the day and need to get their trees up. Well done. Good luck with it, Dennis. Appreciate we'll, it. We're we'll we'll, we'll at Ben Lacora, Bernie. Hello. Good yeah, good man yourself. Between Crossberry and Bendon. What are you selling them for? Money, money price-wise, is it? Yeah. Oh, 45 euros. All right, my man. Fine trees and Brinny. Thanks a lot, Dennis. Good luck with it. Good to catch up with you. Listen, I'm out of time. Before I love you and leave you for the day that's in it, I don't know how many of you are actually watching or began to watch the first episode aired yesterday, aired last night. Um, uh, Get Back, the documentary on the Beatles. Now, some of the reviews are shocking, saying that it's mind-numbingly boring. 
but by and large, most of the reviews are giving it five stars. I think it's incredible. I'm not a huge Beatles fan myself, but if I can find it interesting, I can only imagine what Beatles fans will make of it. I think it's about seven or eight hours in total. There's three episodes. Another one will be will be landing uh, today. It's on Disney. Um, so I don't know how else you can watch it if you don't have Disney. You probably get it on one of those apps on your phone and, and Chromecast it maybe. But it, it talks, it's, it's all about the recording sessions and the conversations and everything around the 1970 album Let It Be, which was recorded in 1969. But last night's episode was amazing. It was the episode where George Harrison quit the Beatles. I mean, it's just unreal to watch it. I'm only letting you know because if I think it's incredible, I can only imagine what real Beatles fans make of it. It's just, and you know, you, you know, you'd be really, really, um, you know, into and think, wow, if you ever, if you never had a favorite Beatle, I'd be inclined to think it was McCartney. Uh, I'd love to know what you guys think about it when the whole thing is over. It's just amazing the different stories and the action and the interaction of the, the four band members and all of the hangers on around them. I could be here all morning talking about it, but it started yesterday and the second episode is today. Lines will stay open, lads, on one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Look after yourselves. Mick Mulcahy is here next week and I'll see you the week after. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.